Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 3, Episode 9 of the Next Dimension Podcast, your podcast that's all about virtual and augmented reality. And well, this is the very first episode of 2023, so Happy New Year to all of you. This is going to be an amazing episode. I'm so excited yeah, to speak with Skiva, Eric and Alex. Wow. Woohoo! I am hyped up. Skiva, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, man. Thanks so much for having me. Just coming off the high of being at CES and it was, uh, and can't wait to talk about it. Oh, wow. I can't wait to hear about it. Well, you, you guys were all at CES, so this is going to be amazing. Also here with us, Eric from two, Q2C VR Gamer. How are you, Eric? Good, Sebastian. How you doing, man? Good to see Alex and Skiba. I haven't seen you guys in forever, but it's, uh, it's always amazing <laughs> to be reconnected. But yeah, that, I love your intro. Like the voice, the guy who and does oh that goodness, intro, that voice is amazing, right? I was thinking you could have gotten me to do it. Seriously, <laughs> you would have done a great job, right? It was it's really good. <laughs> uh, I just I don't have that like deep, booming, epic announcer voice. You know, it's like if I'm going like to do voices. We all have- I like that we all have like epic intro music. Like Between Realities has got oh, an yeah. awesome tune. Q2C's got a little bit of a banger. And that one there, man, if you get you going, right? Yeah. So what I love is that now we are the only hosts of this show. <laughs> Sebastian <laughs> this... is gone, right? And it's just Between Realities, Skiva and Alex and Eric from Q2C VR Gamer taking right. over MRT. MRTV. Yeah, this is yeah. a takeover. We've taken it over. It's a takeover. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. I love <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> We're taking oh, over. It took, Dude. Like, it took like so long to get this podcast started. We had so many problems right now. And now it's again here in the beginning of the show. But can you hear me again? We, we can. can. Okay, it might good. be your laptop mic and not your actual mic, but we do hear ah, you. Okay. Okay. That's bad. Let me, let me change that. So, um, yeah. Uh, did I? I spoke with. I didn't say hello to Alex yet, right? Hello. That's okay. We were uh, we were just taking over the show while you were disconnecting. <laughs> okay. like, All right. Well, I guess it's I guess it's on us now. Okay. But I guess I guess it's good if you uh, if you're if you're gonna have issues and you can't like be exactly. It's good to have three people that do a podcast on with you. So <laughs> if you're gone, they can kind of take over. Exactly. Now, now can you hear me again with the right correct mic? Yeah, that's much better. There we go. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry about this. That's also the reason why we are a bit late. So yeah, thanks for all of you being here and thanks for having waited so long and thanks for our guests here to yeah to be so patient here. Yeah, but also this podcast is with me, Sebastian Ang, founder of MRTV and I'm live from Taipei, Taiwan. This is something new here and I'm excited about that too. All right, so for all of you who don't know the show, this is a podcast that's all about VR and AR. We are live streaming this every week starting again from now on Saturdays at 9 p.m. Berlin time, 8 p.m. London, um, noon in San Francisco, 3 p.m. in New York, and 4 a.m. in Taiwan, Taipei. Yes, it's 4 a.m. It's unbelievable, but I have... Ah. <laughs> 
so that is fine. Yep. So today we are going to talk. Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, CES. I was not there. I was here in uh, Taiwan marrying my wife, which is the best excuse ever. Congratulations. <laughs> so, thank you. Oh, yeah, congratulations. Congrats. Yes, it's a good thing. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's why I wasn't there. But I'm happy now to talk with, with you who have been there. And before we get into, into everything that uh, you saw there, And before we go to discuss about it, I would simply like to find out, yeah, how how was your week uh, like, Eric? How how was it? How was CES? Just like, uh, give me your feelings about the show. CES is like uh, it's like it's like this show kind of right. It's controlled chaos all of a sudden. CES is a, it's crazy. And uh, I will say one thing right off, the, right off the bat: CES this this year was so unlike last year because the amount of people was triple that it was last year. You got to remember last year we were just coming out of COVID and there was like maybe 50,000 people and there was probably close to 250,000 people this year. So it was crazy, but it wow. was such a busy week. There's so much to do, so much more VR to do uh, than last time. And uh, yeah, it was just completely amazing and my feet still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. For all of uh, you out there who don't know Eric, so Eric, could you tell us a bit about what you're doing? Yeah. So, uh, so I uh, I work at uh, or work or play or however you want to say it at uh, Q2C <laughs> VR Gamer. Uh, we are a, a YouTube channel uh, and a, uh, we also have a Facebook group as well. And uh, we cover we do a podcast and we cover all kinds of virtual reality. We do uh, content for for VR. We uh, we do you know unboxing videos. We do tech videos. Uh, as much as we can, and then uh, and then, like I said, we have a great uh, have a great Facebook group um, that uh, it's got about almost 185,000 people in there. Wow! And uh, it's a really good active community. There's a lot of really really cool people. Incredible! Yeah. So everyone, check out uh, Eric's um, um, YouTube channel and also the Facebook group. And I still have not talked with Todd yet, your partner. I absolutely have to invite him as well. Because I have not met him yet, so uh, send my best greetings to Todd. I also want to meet him, of course, in the future. I will, and he can't wait. He talks all the time that he can't wait to uh, meet you. Okay, we will do it. We will do that for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Alex, Alex, good to see you again. Tell us about um, CES. How was, how was your uh, last week like? It was busy, dude. It was super busy. I, uh, this year I accepted a position as strategic partnerships manager for contact CI who make an enterprise grade ergonomic multi-force haptic glove. And cool. this was an unveiling of our newest iteration of the glove. So it was like a lot of preparation and excitement leading up to the event. And in my role, I was actually like the lead on organizing our booth and like how it's going to flow and who needs to be where and like all of that stuff. So it wow. was quite a bit of work for me, you know, being like kind of on the other side this time, right? I've attempted, I've attended CES as media and right. uh, as other things a few times, you know, which of course is amazing and really fun. Uh, but this time it was like the roles reversed. Now I'm the one on the other side running the booth, like making sure people are getting in and out of demos and having a good experience. Um, so it was super crazy. I definitely took basically an entire week to rest and kind of catch up right. after we came back Sunday night. We, we flew back on Sunday at like midnight or something like that, but 
it was an amazing time. You know, I, we had our VR industry party, which I'll let Skiva talk a little bit about, uh, which was a ton of fun. We had some of the biggest, craziest names in VR that you can imagine show up and be in attendance and hang out with people and snap photos and stuff. Um, but overall, oh, yeah. CES so was really good. I, I did. It. I know, dude. I did manage to get into a couple of demos, so hopefully you guys will uh, let me weigh in on those things when when the conversation gets around to them. Okay, cool. Yeah, thank you, Alex. So let me one one last question. So, which part do you enjoy more, like running a booth, be behind it, or be the media guy who goes to the booth and talks about it? That's you know. So if we're just talking strictly from the experience of it, being the media guy at a CES is amazing. Like running <laughs> around, right. getting into every single demo, meeting all of the people and like kind of controlling the flow of your day. If you don't overbook yeah. yourself, that's awesome. Um, Kid in the candy store. Yes, exactly. But getting to these events has always kind of been uh, a little bit of like a, a push and pull, you know, like we have to figure out a way to get someone to fund our trip. And like, then we're either right. doing it for upload or finding a way to to get someone to sponsor for between realities or something like that. And having like a job, like a role that like <laughs> basically makes pays. sure that I have to be there and yeah. that pays the yeah, bills yeah. and all of that stuff. Like right, I would right. not trade that for the other experience, you know? So while I absolutely miss my homies when they're running around and doing all the stuff that I was doing before I was in this role, um, having the job security and really working and making an impact in the VR industry is something I would not trade for anything. So there it is. I, I, I totally get the financial part. You know, for me, it was like, okay, um, how can I like uh, finance it all? Like marrying my wife is expensive, right? Going flying to Taiwan and then, yeah, yeah it's just too expensive to fly to Las Vegas as well and uh, live a life there, right? Five days is, is expensive. <laughs> yeah, coming out of your own pocket. You don't want to pay out yeah. of your own pocket to do this. Yeah, right. Avoid it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> Skiva, tell us, how was CS and how was the party that I missed? Did I miss a good party? <laughs> so so CES, let me start by saying CES this year was maybe the best CES that XR, VR, and AR has ever had. Um, wow. It was just unreal how much VR stuff was there, how many new headsets. Like, to, to see all this really shows how much this industry is moving and that it's not slowing down. It's only speeding up. It was, it was absolutely bananas. Uh, the party was, man, I've, I've been to every expo the past couple of years, every party. Uh, this was the party. This was the best party wow, I've ever yeah. been to. Yeah, wow. it was, it was absolutely phenomenal. The guest list was, was nothing short of, of stellar. It was just, it was wild. I couldn't believe, like I invited all these people, almost everyone there I talked to and, and invited them myself. Right. And some of the people, I, I was like, this person isn't going to show up, but they did. <laughs> so it was pretty wild. It was really, really cool. So who yeah, did man. we see? Oh, man. Was, we saw some crazy like, names. Come on. Yeah, like Palmer Lucky, right? Yeah, I saw those pictures. VR, like you guys you know? like hugging him and it's like, what? Oh, this man, is so yeah. cool. That it was, was like the, one of, if I could pick anyone in the world to meet, it was a toss up between like Palmer Lucky and, and John Carmack, right? So John Carmack's going to be at the next one, but Palmer, yeah. it was just wild <laughs> to meet him, right? Like, and to look around and see everyone at that party and, and everyone that was moving virtual reality forward and to know this is the guy really that made it happen, right? Like exactly. none of us would exactly. be there if it weren't for that dude. So yeah, it was pretty wild, dude, man. 
that yeah. dude really had a dream and he made it happen. It's so he amazing. Did. This story, right? Like yeah. this is this is so good. And it's it's was just amazing to to see him there with you guys. Like it was, partying it was just wild. like any other dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we had uh the president of HTC Vive China, Alvin Grayling came. Oh, that's great. Uh, He's a great we guy. Had, too. Uh, yeah, we had the we had uh, the writer and director of the Lawnmower Man movie. Oh man, you um, were so excited about this one! Oh my you god, were like, so you excited. were like texting me on Twitter like Sebastian, <laughs> <laughs> look who's coming! Like, <laughs> I was so excited. I can't even. Oh my god, I saw like that movie when I was a kid got yeah. me like started my obsession with virtual reality, and I was like, when this. I'm going to watch this tech from, from now. And then as soon as this happens, like I'm, I'm just all over it. And I watched that movie a couple dozen times. Right. And to meet, um, Brett Leonard, um, and, and to actually hang out with him. I spent like a good, good amount of quality time with this guy and, and it was phenomenal. And I just really, really enjoyed it. You know, we had, we had, you know, there was representation from every single headset company there from meta wow. to Ajna lens to uh, Pimax, we had everyone from Pimax there, the CEO from China. You know, we had Kevin Henderson, the COO so of cool. America. Um, you know, just everyone. We had uh, eight, so many people from HTC. Uh, yeah, so the the president, this is a wild thing. I, I love to, to tout this, but the president mm -hmm. of Pimax China came up and said, hey, thanks for coming. It was a pleasure. You know, thanks for um, inviting me to the party. I was told by many people that this party is more important than all of CES. <laughs> I was like, he's right. He's so oh right. This is so cool. This is so cool. Like a uh, uh, Nordic, right? His name is Nordic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So it was wild, man. And, and then uh, all the content to... creators too, right? I mean, oh, if, everyone. If you think of any, any great, I mean, Besides Sebastian. all the amazing, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they were the only one we were missing. No, there was oh, yeah. there was a next few that are missing, time. but but there was so many great, amazing content creators there that are you know that yeah. are friends that it, uh, we got to meet for the first time, maybe that we've been talking cool. to for a while that we finally got a chance to say hi. So it was special too. Yeah, wow. everyone from Thrill Seeker to to Genghis and you know just to the rendered reality guys, just so many. There was maybe oh, I would have loved to right? meet them all. Damn, yeah, I've cool. never met, I've never met really the cool. rendered reality guys. I really want to meet them. No, that was our they first They are exactly yeah. what you would think. They're so nice. They're so authentic. Nice like, guys. Those guys are 100% the dudes who you watch on yeah. the podcast every single weekend. Like, but honestly, no surprises I, I, at all. That, that is so great. But honestly, like for, for all of us guys that we see in those podcasts, I think everyone is just how we are. I have, I honestly, I haven't met anyone from the VR community where I would say like, oh, he's not like he's in the videos. Right or yeah, this is true. Right, I mean, yeah, like, just really, just like, Sebastian. Yeah, just me. Oh, <laughs> you're even cooler in person. Yeah, than you are. Gonna say, he's way cooler. <laughs> way cooler. Yeah, I met some people, and then uh, they say like, "Oh, you're taller than I thought you were." Yeah, yeah. dude, Bradley's taller. Bradley's taller. Taller. Bradley Bradley's taller? like taller than me. I was like, "What the? F oh, Brad? really? On, I also thought he's like uh, like short." I thought I was yeah. going to be right there with him, and he definitely has a few inches on me. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Brad was okay. was an awesome guy, man. I was I was excited to meet him. He was he was even he was like someone that was even cooler than you would think just from watching his videos, right? He was such a legit awesome guy with a wow, true man. passion and love for VR. Looking forward, so. looking forward he's to exactly like you you think he would be too. Like we were waiting in line, like we were doing this press thing, and uh, I was texting with him. Because we we're going to hold him a spot. And I'm like, God, Brad, I'm holding you a spot. And we're just talking. There's like four or five of us there. And all of a sudden, he just pops up from under the rope. And he goes, 
Hi. I'm Brad. I'm Brad. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, Brad, we all know you, Brad. You don't have to say, you don't have to say that. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I love that. Yeah, that is that is really cool. That is a good, it's a great community, right? The, the VR content creator yeah. community. It's fun to meet them. And yeah, I'm looking forward to every event actually. Yeah. So so when are you going when is the next event? Is it going to be AWE? Is it going to be GDC? Uh, where is it? All of those. I think the next one is South by Southwest. Ah, yeah. okay. I've, I've never Southwest, been. And then right is that after next GDC. month? Yeah, oh, it's March. 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 Okay. Dude, March is going to be crazy. There's too much it happening is. in March. I know. I know. I know. For real. Yeah, March has GDC, AWE, South by Southwest, or not AWE, but Mar uh, no. South by Southwest, GDC, and PAX East are all in and okay. God, okay. The amusement expo. Things are happening. Things are happening. That's going to make yeah. it really hard for me to get to the East coast, dude. Like I want to go yeah, to past East to like see the homies from that side, you know, like Mateo and uh, I guess just Mateo really, <laughs> me? but me, I'll be there. Yeah, you, okay. Yeah. But you, but you make it to everything. So <laughs> I don't true. have to come to the East coast to see you, <laughs> but I would love to go to PAX East. Um, it's just, eh, it might be tough. And you know, honestly, VR representation at PAX is in, very very minimal you know like yeah. there's a handful of booths but it's right, like almost right. all it's like 95 percent flat gaming yeah so that is the great thing about ces right having this whole this whole um space which is just about xr was it like this as well yeah probably right there was definitely yes oh yeah there was a whole section that was all xr but in multiple locations so the oh, las vegas okay. convention center had an xr um section the venetian had an xr section ah, um, the and then you know there was all of the <laughs> yeah and then there was all the you know the rooms and the the places at the win um and then stuff at the aria as well so there was there was a lot there was a lot well and there's okay. just vr headsets at random booths you know like yeah. they maybe aren't even a right. vr headset manufacturer or a vr software right. company but like they have something yep. that is working in tandem with vr so you, you saw vr headsets in every floor, everywhere. like everywhere. Okay, yeah. so so it's happening, guys. Or what? This VR thing is going to go mainstream now. Or what? It's the closest we've <laughs> yeah. ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. I think so. there was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we were this year. It's going to happen this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like last year, it's way more than it was last year. I remember seeing. Yes, there was some cool stuff last year, but I would say there had to be like double, maybe more of 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 VR related. You know, right. whether it be okay. haptics or headsets or whatever. Well, and you think mm -hmm. about the kind of things, or like the kind of booths that are hands-on when you go to CES. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm willing to bet the majority of them are VR specific because, like, there's not a ton of stuff that you can just go and do. You know, like, there's like, I don't know, maybe like a company that has actuators, so you can like touch them and you feel a vibration. You're like, okay, cool, and you kind of move on. But like, almost everything that's like worth stopping and doing involved VR. You know, like that. I don't know. Maybe you guys saw it differently, but that's how I feel about it. Okay. No, for sure. Yeah, nice, nice. No, it's so, always you know, the coolest demos, for sure. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, we are enthusiasts, right? We love everything with XR, anyways. So, but now let's let's start to talk about the stuff that you actually saw, and uh, let's start with uh, one um, one company that took me by surprise. I had never heard about it before because, well, we we don't have so much exposure to India, right? We 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 very seldom have exposure to India with technology. Probably, um, yeah, some phones sometimes coming from there, but really not very seldom, very seldom. So this time we heard from a company that makes the Ashna Lens. And it's a new standalone headset 
let me share my screen here with you to have a look at it. And this is what it looks like. So it is very small. It is um, a headset that is standalone, that is not made for gamers, that is more made for business and education. This is how they position it. And well, let's have a look at the specs. So it has two screens, 1,600 by 1,600, 108 um, degrees of FOV. It is mostly powered, it's powered by XR2 as well, right? I believe. I don't see that mm -hmm. here right now. Yeah, but yeah, should be, right? Six, yep. 60 of inside out, and it has like um, two RGB pass-through cameras. Two, not, not just one. And I would like to know, have you guys tried it out? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> going first. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. I. Yeah. Don't hold back. Right. So. So tell me about your experience. Let's hear it, Skiva. Yeah, you rock. First All right. Again. So yeah. So yeah, I went over and I checked this out, and my first impression is just looking at the device. The device was it's so small and so thin, and it had a beautiful design. Uh, the controllers were really aesthetically cool looking. Had thumbsticks, buttons, pretty much the you know the the MetaQuest button controller layout, right? So that's good. Um, okay. Pancake lenses, diopters in the headset, so you can adjust, you know, for if you wear glasses. So it looked great. Now, what I was really excited to try on this was its XR, you know, color pass through capabilities because that's what they're claiming. That was the big deal about this headset was, you know, the best XR on the market, right? And having mm -hmm. two color pass through cameras, that's a big deal. No one really does that right now. Uh, but that yeah, wasn't exactly. working. Yeah, that oh, wasn't it wasn't working. working. So. Nope. No, it oh, was no. not enabled. And they said that will be, you know, they'll, they'll have that ready for the next demo at the next show. But right now it wasn't. So I was a little uh, disappointed. I heard that there. one before. A lot of yeah. times. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. So that was a little sad. But, you know, the picture looked great. Um, you know, it was a very comfortable, very light headset. Um, but you know, um, you know, the demo I did was through PC VR streaming. They had a really cool interface where you get to choose your training module, uh, and then you get to click on, um, on the training you wanted to do. And it started the experience that was all really nice, but we were at CES. There were Wi-Fi signals everywhere, Bluetooth signals everywhere. So we're getting a lot of drops in frame rate. And, and I don't attribute that to the headset. That's just the massive noise of that kind of expo with all of its signals. Uh, it looked good, um, my, you know, but what I was there to try it for wasn't even um, enabled on the headset yet. So I feel like okay. later on, you know, I'd like to try it again. Okay. Yeah. So, so how about your thoughts, uh, Alex, about the headset? I didn't try it. Okay. So I can't wait <laughs> on it. Looks like a lot. I, I did though. Yeah. I did okay. check it out and, tell, and tell us. very much along the lines with what Skiba was saying exactly. Um, it seemed to me like they wanted to really push their software almost more than they wanted to push the hardware um, okay. because that's like everything that they were talking about. And they do have like a software platform that's going along with it. Um, and the, the headset itself seemed to me like it was like a little bit like as a secondary thought. And that was very much shown in like the, what the demo was because it didn't seem like they had everything set and in line for the for the demo of the headset. But it was extremely light. It's extremely small. It kind of reminds me almost of like the links a little bit with a facial interface, um, that kind of size, that kind of weight. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, the demo itself was a little underwhelming. Okay. 
Got it, got it. So did you try to um, use the hand tracking or was this with the, with the controller what you did? Uh, controller only. I don't think they had the hand tracking uh, okay. working either. Okay, <laughs> got it. So it wasn't kind of early, got it. It was, okay. uh, you know, I don't think they, I think maybe they should have held off until the next expo to really demo this headset because they pulled in a lot of people. They pulled in all the content creators. They pulled in everyone to really get a look at this thing and tried to get testimonials from people. Uh, but but it wasn't ready, so oh, okay. yeah, right. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> that is, that a, is problem. a big problem. That is indeed a problem, right? It is, yeah. Okay, because so, it makes me believe that they wanted to have it ready and yeah. couldn't. Yeah. Okay. So sure. it's like yeah. they've been working on this thing, and they basically have said, "Oh, it's going to have X. It's going to have Y. It's <laughs> right, going to have right. Z." And they're close to it, but it's not good enough to show it off to people. So better just to say it's disabled than it sucks. You know, yeah. which and, and yeah. that's why maybe they focused on the software so much. Like when I was yeah. there, that's they were pitching me so hard on the software platform and you know the NFT. And, and you're and like, yo, I'm like here that. to see a head. I just want to do the demo, man. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, exactly. it's it's better, in my opinion, to not show the thing than to show it too early, like some places that we know. Hi, Max. Um, but you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just shouldn't show the things that just yeah. aren't working right yet. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, of course, of course, they have lots of pressure to those companies, right? Like, for example, yeah. um, Pimax. <laughs> let's let's say it out loud here. Well, they have people who have who have pre-ordered it and uh, who are waiting for that because they're always setting the expectations so high, right? Like, okay, yeah. we're going to deliver in Q4 2022, and that's not happening. So they're setting themselves up for these kind of disappointments, and then the pressure is so high that they got to show something because people won't believe it's real. So they it's, bought the booth uh, like yeah. eight months ago, you know, like okay. they've already spent the money on the show. So then <laughs> right, they're like, okay, exactly. eight months should be enough time, right? Sounds good. Yeah, cool. And then like eight months right. comes and it was a blink of an eye and they're like, oh God, right. we're not But you know, you know, you know, you know, Alex, Alex, you have to plan, right? You can't just think you can do a booth. Like you can't, you can't just be like, oh, I can do a demo and I can do a booth and you just roll into it. Like if you've never done it before, there's a lot that goes into this that you can screw up super easy. Yeah. Right. And I mean, make and, and that's the same for making hardware, you know, like making hardware is not easy to do. Like there are reasons why the companies that have billions and billions of the dollars are the ones that managed to pull it off because they're able to burn that money while they're like doing the work that is necessary to make a compelling product, you know, like, and, you know, I work for a hardware company. So like the day before we're setting up the booth, I'm putting gloves on. I'm like starting to see issues with some of the hardware that I wasn't aware of. I'm like, Oh geez, like, are we ready for this thing? <laughs> you know? And like, ultimately we were, we pulled it together and everything worked out, but I can only imagine what it's like for some of these headset companies who have been it's like, tough. yeah. And they have like investors and like expectations right. that they need to meet, you know? So it's, it's a, it's a, tricky spot to be in but i guess the point here is like over there's a lot of like over promising and under delivering and it should be the other way around like we should be under promising right. and over delivering because then you can manage the public's expectations and when people like us roll up into a booth we're not sitting there slamming it you know like we can understand from a different perspective a little bit Right, right. Yeah, but anyways, let's for a moment get back to Ashna Lands. So that, that came out of nowhere, at least for most of us probably. So so what are your thoughts with that device, like trying to hit um, the business and education market? What are your thoughts about it? Do you think this is a compelling product that has chances to, to make it, Eric? 
Yeah, I think it's early, um, but I think they, you know, they have something. They do again. They do have a good software platform to kind of build off of, and the headset itself is, you know, it, it's compelling. I need to see more, but you know, for for the market that they're going for, um, it's nice to see somebody in this space, especially some, somebody from India who we have not seen before, um, really that much in this in this area. So I, like I think zero, it's, yeah. it's definitely yeah. So it's definitely something I'm looking to see. Like I hope they show again at AWE. That would probably be the next one where they could really get into. To you know, to show it at, and I think uh, I think I'd like to see more then, and maybe do the uh, some more of the stuff there at that point. And uh, I'm, but I'll definitely keep an eye out for him. Okay, great, um, Skiva. You have also tested it. So, what are your thoughts about the product? Do you think it's um, it well, it can stand in the market against the others, the upcoming headsets or the current ones? That's going to be tough. I mean, because they they don't have any focus on consumer market. So, right. I mean you know, but, but this is India is a huge market, right. And they don't right, have access exactly. to a lot of our stuff. So, so they very well could, I mean, their software looked, looked like it was, um, you know, well done and nicely designed. So let's just see what, you know, we'll have to see what happens with the hardware and if, if they can handle it on the business side to be able to pull this together. But the people that were, that were there, uh, representing this company were all very nice, very passionate people. And I'm definitely rooting for them. Okay, cool, cool. So since you have looked through it, could you tell us a bit more about like um, FOV and um, the, the clarity of the picture? Yeah, so for me, it was um, very comparable to the Quest. Okay. Um, you know, yeah. except lighter and thinner, right? But the picture itself, uh, very comparable to the Quest. Uh, the lenses were very nice. Uh, no God rays or anything that I, could, lenses. that I could really see. Mm -hmm. Yep, pancake right. lenses right. with the diopters. It was very nice yeah. design. So it was a nice okay. picture. Mm -hmm. thousand thousand mm -hmm. six hundred by thousand six hundred is not the highest resolution right now. Right. Yeah, just like you said, like probably Questish. Yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. So probably India is going to be a market. Indeed, the price is going to be one thousand two hundred dollars when it hits there. So it's not for consumers, definitely not more for institutions. That's what they're going for, right? Education and stuff. And yeah, it's a huge mm -hmm. market. And if they make um, software that is especially made for India and those education uh, and business companies, probably they have a shot. And it's great to, it's great, it's great to have somebody from India. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Cool. So um, that's, there was, so there was a surprise. Then let's talk about the next headset that we, that you guys saw, but you didn't see the full headset, but at least you could look through and admire the pass through. And that is the Somnium headset, the Somnium VR1. And um, yeah, that's that seems to be a very interesting headset. I talked to Arthur, the the founder and CEO of um, Somnium Space, and he, he did tell us about his headset here on MRTV. And um, you guys have actually looked through it. So for all of you who don't know yet about the headset, let me just tell you about it. It is an open source headset. That's interesting. So all the software on it is open source. It's a modular high-end headset which has like a super high resolution screens displays, 2880 by 2880. It has like super high resolution color pass through with two 4K cameras giving you um, like this stereo vision. And uh, it's a Steam VR headset that is, um, yeah, uh, wired. So you, you get that 
um, display port connection and it should give you like an extremely very nice picture quality and a great pass through. So you guys couldn't see the whole device, but you could check out the optics of the headset. So yeah, um, Alex, did you have the chance to look through it? I haven't tried it, but I am very oh, much yeah. interested in it. Yeah, you know, okay. I've, I've known about Somnium Space for a while now. You know, I did an interview with uh, one of the, he's no longer on the team now, but somebody from the Somnium Space team at OC6 back in the day. And yeah. I kind of popped in back then, I guess it was like three years ago now, and popped in and I looked around and I was like, oh, hmm, I don't know if this is it. You know, and it's been a few years and I think I went in again last year and spent maybe an hour or so in there and still kind of felt the same way about it. Um, so for me, Somnium Space has been, uh, I feel like they've, I've yet to be really impressed by by the the platform, right? So adding hardware now, I am very curious as to what this is going to mean for Somnium Space and if it's going to turn things around for them or make them more viable or more competitive in the metaverse uh, market because I really don't know anybody who spends actual time insomnia. Actually, space. actually, I spent a lot of time there. <laughs> I have spent Did so you? much time there. Yeah, because actually, um, I don't know if you remember, I mentioned that last year, um, the first metaverse um, TV show was completely produced in Somnium space. And I was the coordinator of that. I helped to co coordinate the show for a German TV um, um, show. There was where one episode was completely made in the metaverse, and the actors were actually in VR, and we we filmed the whole thing. It was unbelievable. That was oh, so cool. cool, and and everything happened in Somnium, and you will see how that looked. It looked unbelievable. It's it's fantastic. So, so you yes. believe in the platform? Yeah, absolutely. They're doing a fantastic job, actually. So even though now you don't have those those numbers like VR chat or so, but actually the tech that everything is built on, everything is completely based on blockchain. So everything that you buy there, everything that you use there is, is on the blockchain and you really own it. And yeah, it, it is really built wonderfully and it has a good future in front of them. Absolutely. And yeah, so I do, I do believe in it. And I'm excited about the hardware. So we're looking at it right now. This is the Somnium via one and in my opinion it looks so cool you know it looks like a piece of gear this does not look like uh, like a toy like other headsets they they look like uh, cheap toys right because they are <laughs> but this here this looks like gear something that you would use and that that has a function and it's um, the the founder he told me it's like a modular design and you can add things to it if you want to improve things and they want to work together yeah with the community on uh, extending it and so on and so forth. So um, um did you have the chance to to look through the pass through? I did. How I is did. it? The screen on this thing is awesome. The color pass through is phenomenal. It's really, really good. Um, so, you know, you get to look through it. It's mounted. It's permanently mounted. You can't use the tracking, uh, but everything looked really, really nice. Uh, they took the glass case off of the headset for us, let us touch it and stuff. So that, that was nice, you know, because they did have the full headset all put together there. Um, this thing has a lot of potential. But the way the screen looks with its modular design, I mean, a modular VR headset, how awesome is that? 
right? Yeah. There's three USB ports. There's all these mounting plates and, and places where you can mount things to the headset. There's even, from what I hear, there's even um, a port that you can gain direct access to the tracking and pass-through cameras. Okay. Who does that? Great, great. That is yeah. amazing. That's really, really cool. So I think the you know, the potential in this headset is huge. Uh, it's a little thicker than I would like to see. This is, um, you know, a very, it's still a very large headset, uh, okay. but has a lot of potential. I think it's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with this. You know, what I'm also excited about is, is open source. You know, we, we, yes. we, we have, we have these companies that are subsidizing the shit out of the head headsets, which is great for the consumer, right? Like the meta and the, the Picos of this world. Um, however, they are after our data on the long run, right? Yeah. This, this is simply their business model. And, you know, I've been preaching this on this channel that this is not the greatest thing to have, especially for technology like VR that is so intrusive. Right, it has everything that we do, our movements, everything where we look at and such. So having a headset that is completely open source, where you know exactly what is happening within the headset and where your data goes, that is kind of exciting. So, um, Eric, what are, what are your thoughts about the headset and what are your thoughts about the pass through? Yeah, actually, this was one of the only things I did not get a chance to go and, and see. Oh, okay. um, and yeah, and I was super upset about it. I actually even like was talking to Skiva afterwards. I'm like. Tell me everything you know, because I couldn't go do this. <laughs> I couldn't go check it out. So I'm like, tell me everything you know. But I was super impressed with the headset, and for for one reason, um, I'm I'm super excited to see what VR engineers does with this, because that's who there that's who Somnium is kind of, kind of partnering with, right? To right, to right. build this headset, and I love uh, VR engineers and what they do with um you know with their Xtal. So um, them putting some of their technology into this headset has me extremely excited. But that's not why you know it's this big now, because they don't make anything that's small. <laughs> <laughs> right. They have True. huge headsets. The they do. Guys. Right, right. Yeah, but but this at least is not as huge as the X-Tiles are, right? So this is still yeah. acceptable. Well, I've only yeah. seen it on the picture. I have not seen it in real life. So I'm not sure. It does look a bit um, yeah, thick in, in front, right? So we have to see how about the front heaviness of this device. And I've seen the question, why is it so so big in front? Well, the reason is it does not have pancake lenses, actually. It's using spheric lenses. And for spheric lenses, you do need this kind of space that you see here. But, well, then, actually, for the spheric lenses, the advantages are or is that they let way more light through than pancake lenses so we are up for this super bright image that that you guys uh that that, that skiva saw right how about how about that so the image quality was uh was perfect or what it was phenomenal and and i gotta tell you that you know this being a modular headset um if it was something as thin as you know the new vive headset or the quest pro you wouldn't be able to put anything in there so so i think there's definitely a trade-off here for for multiple reasons but you know, like you were saying with the open source thing, that is so huge. Having the yeah, community be really able is. to contribute to the code yeah, and sure. add hardware support um, and do all of these things and create custom builds for what's needed. That's such a big deal. Everything is transparent and open. And I love that. We've needed exactly. somebody to do this for a while. I'm glad they did yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right. And it's a, it's a lighthouse headset. So yeah, enthusiasts who already have this lighthouse set up, they can just get the headset, right? And they can use their controllers that they have already. So yeah, it seems to be shaping up as a very exciting headset for enthusiasts. 
we have to wait, obviously, um, for the price. Probably it's going to be a bit expensive. Um, I suppose it's going to be over thousand, under two thousand, something like this. We will we, we will find out more in the future. There's going to be um, an, uh, Somnium Connect. That's how they call it. It's going to be in Prague sometime this this year, and and they will tell us more about the headset. I'm excited about it, and I really really enjoy those looks. Yeah, it, it could be a military grade headset somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Right? It's like it looks it yeah. looks really really cool. So I need to see. I need to see it. And also it has a quite nice FOV, 120 degrees horizontally. That is quite a lot actually. So yeah, I can't wait to see that and also see that crystal clear 3D pass through. Yeah, 3D yeah. pass through. It's a good it's a good thing to have it. Yes. Yeah. So Somnium VR1 going to happen sometime this year. Great, great to um, have another player which is open source and it's not out there to get our data. Yeah, okay. So that was Somnium. We're going through the headsets here. <laughs> and uh, there was a the lot of them player. there. It was a lot. Yeah. So they're <laughs> yeah. not easy to get through. It's, it's great. Oh my goodness. I'm sure you had a fantastic time. Eric, did you, did, uh, were you there like all the days or only a couple of days? Yeah, so I, I I did get a press pass, so I, I always like to do the press conferences. Um, always I definitely oh, yeah. wanted to be there for Sony's press conference, and they do like an unveiled event for the press too, where you get to go in and see some of the the top two hundred of the you know the the next tech, you know the next thing, and that's a press event that you get to go to early. So we did. I got in on Sunday, and I stayed till Sunday. So we were there a full seven days, and we got a chance to do the whole thing. It was really nice. Perfect. Seven days in Vegas, dude. Oh my god, I was <laughs> oh, done. I was man. so done by the time. I was done. Oh Ooh. my god. And there were and there was your party as well. Oh my god. The yeah. VR party. Oh thank god that wasn't until Friday, because if it was earlier in the uh, week, I don't know yeah, what I would have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I couldn't speak on Saturday. My voice was gone. By gone. the way, I, my... where, where was the party? Where did you guys uh, make the party happen? It was at a place called Player One, which is a, a really cool barcade uh, where there's all kinds of retro uh, video games and arcade machines all on free play, right? So it's oh really cool God. because we, it's like the beginning of video games through VR, right? So hosting a VR party there and having the full spectrum of everything um, that we've all been through is just a really cool experience. Very futuristic wow. yeah. and retro. There's a few the people time. I didn't meet because I got stuck playing Smash Bros for like nine <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Player One, what a fantastic name. Like yeah. uh, Ready Player yeah. One is, is just perfect for us. It is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, so wow, cool that you've been there so long. So long, you guys. I, I, next next year, I'll be there for sure. I need to get uh, back you, to you. Got to come. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would have loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. Douglas I always, K wants to know I, who made it to the end, and I think you already know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the and the rendered reality guys did too. They were there till like three a.m. They, they did. Wow. Too. I was we were like, there wow. till three. Um, a and couple I think of the guys Seeker from Neos. I feel yeah. like Phil yeah. and Fio were there. Yeah, uh, you know, it gets a little was fuzzy. There, was there, was the there free flow beers, or did you have to get them yourselves? You had to get them yourself, but we did have a discount. So you, as long oh, okay. as you were with our party, you got a discount. Uh, okay. okay, okay, cool. And we were drinking cocktails. That, that was a cocktail. Uh, night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds <laughs> like that sounds like headaches on the next day. <laughs> oh yeah, you were a lot the of reality headaches. guys. Reality mm -hmm. guys were buying shots all night long. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to Rendered Reality, guys. I really need to meet you guys one fine day as well. Yeah, good. Anyways, let's talk about the next headsets. And um, yeah, let's talk about Pimax now. So Pimax, they were there. And we all, obviously, we were excited to find out more about the Pimax Portal and the Pimax Crystal. Honestly speaking, <laughs> more about the Pimax Crystal, most uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> definitely. Anyways, <laughs> I still want to ask you about the, the other headset as well. So for all of you who don't know, the Pimax Portal is um, something like a, a tablet game console, something like the Steam Deck, but based on Android. So you can play all the Android games. And also... It is a VR system, something that is reminiscent of the GVR from yesteryear. So you can slot it into some kind of VR holder, and then it becomes a VR headset. Probably not for us VR enthusiasts, but who knows for some people who actually just want the gaming console and then see this as an add-on. Yeah, why not? The other device that we enthusiasts... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Other, I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we're all going to tell you why in a minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. The other device is the Pimax Crystal, and, and that is something that we are excited about. Well, at least I'm really excited about it. I've seen it on the on the road show. Like the MOTV headquarter in Germany was one, one stop of these road shows, and I really liked what I saw. There was one problem that, that I mentioned earlier here on the channel, like with the focal distance, and it seems like on CS, again, that happened. But other than that, this looked really exciting to me. So very nice resolution, 2880 by 2880 um, pixels per eye, um, QLED, um, local dimming, so for the real nice dark blacks. And um, it can be a standalone headset as well, but it's also can be a display port pcvr headset with a cable and also there's going to be ygig streaming and wi-fi 6e streaming it has um, eye tracking it has automatic ipd adjustment it has interchangeable lenses basically it's it probably can uh, can make you a coffee in the morning <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy it's crazy anyways so that's what they showed and uh, please do tell me about uh, what you saw at the sh at the booth how how was the experience at the booth eric this is my second time seeing this because like right after you saw it i actually got a chance to check it out at vr days in the netherlands ah, oh yeah right um, right exactly yeah. so this was a good experience for me because i got a chance to kind of compare where they were then and where they are now and I got to tell you, and, and I did come out of VR Day saying, I am not impressed with the portal. The crystal is super intriguing. It looked super good. And I said, there's one thing I came out of this. I'm really looking more forward to the crystal now. The portal, same. portal's not anything yet until I see way, way more. And that's, that's kind of the same thing out of CES. The portal, yeah, right? The portal's like, they don't show enough of it yet. Like, I need to see more. I mean, show me exactly what you're doing with it. They're showing half-baked demos of the portal and, it's just super, it's just to me it's it's so far beyond what I would want to see right now. The the crystal, very compelling, and their demos and the headset has improved a lot since then. Oh really? Like I was I was way I was way more impressed this time. You could actually use the controllers this time. They actually mm -hmm. worked, uh, which was fantastic. The um, the demos that they were doing were more varied than it was last time. Um, I got a chance to do a couple of different things. 
the the lenses look better for me for some reason there is still a little bit of a problem with some of the focal distances um but i think that is one of the only issues they have right now because everything else was really good Steve, i know you tried it and alex did you try it too i did okay yeah okay I cool. did. so, and, so uh, alex tell us about your experiences with the with the headset so uh, i did a, a tethered pc vr experience i don't think they're doing any standalone stuff on the crystal right now right it's right, all exactly. tethered yeah, so it was a tethered experience. The first thing that I noticed was that uh, the IPD, the automatic IPD stuff was not enabled or working. So I had to adjust my IPD manually, which is fine. I'm, I'm used to doing it, but it was not exactly accurate. Like I'm pretty much a dead on 63, which I'm grateful for because that seems to be kind of like the the baseline. But I had to dial it down to what the headset was saying maybe like a 60 or a 61 so for for it to like snap in and start to look good for me so that was kind of the first thing that i noticed is that there's just some kind of something is, is mismatched there and the automatic ipd wasn't working um i did a pistol whip demo and i did dual wielding pistol whip so i was using both controllers and just playing pistol whip like it felt pretty good like it was tracking naturally it was tracking comfortably the images in the headset were definitely clear it reminded me of using my Quest Pro in terms of like the clarity of the image, but it still leaves something to be desired. You know, like some, and maybe we're talking about focal length at, at this point, but like blurriness of images still, like I, it's almost like finding the sweet spot is like impossible with the headset on. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Like it's just not, mm, like it's Something's something we're still something was missing right uh controller tracking was pretty good it wasn't perfect but it was pretty good um and overall it was decent like it was pretty great you know like if that was like my first vr experience i would have been blown away by it but since i have tried so many different headsets at this point like i know what a really good experience feels like and one that subpar feels like i have to say it's still falling short of the expectations that are being set by you know your quests out there and you know things like that so okay i don't know i don't know i i i wouldn't get one personally not not with not with what i've seen okay because of um the price or because of um the price and and the ergonomics of it yeah like the pimax headsets are massive like it's are, heavy yeah. it feels very wide on my head you know and it's i mean i have the quest pro and i would never use the primax crystal next to the quest pro okay. based on what i've seen based on what i've seen i've only done a ces demo you know and i right. uh, try to give them a little bit of wiggle room there but you know i don't know like i'm at, i'm at a point with pimax now where like I, they really need to like knock it out of the blow park. you away okay got yeah. it the, okay, um, you know what cool. did blow me away though was the the fov blows me away way more than i thought it was going to be like the fov is like, good like I like yeah. I was I thought because we've all tried like the 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 Pimax AKX and you when you go from two hundred to like something less you, you're kind of like lose it, you lose it right you're like oh, I'm gonna be disappointed in this there's no way I'm gonna be you know happy with this and I went in there twice now and I'm like wow it's way better because I think they're horizontal FOV or it's their vertical I'm not sure which of the of the one but it, it's it's way more than you think it is and it, it really looks it really is really yeah. good it's impressive. That's what I felt too. Like I have the Quest Pro, it's here behind me. <laughs> and um, yeah, well, I, I would still go for the Crystal because the, the resolution, it, it looked so much better than the Quest Pro. Also wow. the FOV was nicer. 
So, yeah, but well, we haven't seen the whole thing. We don't know yet, right? But from that impression that I got on the roadshow, yeah, I'm excited about it. But Skiva, how about you? What, what are your feelings um, when you check the crystal? Yeah, so so I spent, you know, a, a good amount of time with the crystal um, that I could. I really put all of my time there at Pimax into the crystal because, you know, like I said, there was, there was a couple dozen of our friends there that all tried it and everyone was like, with the portal. Right. Okay. So I didn't okay, even yeah. I didn't even bother. I picked it up. I snapped the controllers. <laughs> that was really cool. But I really did as much as I could with the crystal. And to right. me, um, there were issues, and you could tell that they're still working on this. Very much is still working on this. Of but um, of but to me, it was getting to the point of a Vario arrow with a wider FOV. Right. Yes. So it yeah, looked that, that pretty like much I is did. it. Yes. But and yeah. with yeah. better blacks mm -hmm. though. The blacks are also better. Yeah. So yeah, right, nice. with, the, with, the, with the local dimming stuff, I thought that was really cool. It was great. I did this flight simulator, uh, sitting in the cockpit of a plane at night and then in flying and like looking at those gauges and just being able to see this huge FOV with like a crystal clear picture. That blew me away. Now, I also did demos where they didn't have things set up right on like a machine next to it. And I got a lot of the, the focal distance issues. But I didn't over on this demo, so I got to see a little bit more of what it should be like. And um, and I got to say, the people that don't mind the weight and the size of this headset, which I will tell you, it was way more comfortable than the AKX was. I think the AKX is cool looking, but is the most uncomfortable headset on the market um, for me personally. And that really depends on your facial structure, and everyone's different, right? But but the crystal was more comfortable. It wasn't super comfortable, but it was more comfortable. Right. right. Uh, and the clarity was maybe the most clear uh, picture I've ever seen. Yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love the picture quality, yeah. But I also agree with, with what Alex said, like with um, the form factor. Yes. You know, like like the, the Quest Pro is, is so nice and small, right? And if you do this kind of thing, like wiggle your head, you won't <laughs> feel anything. Right? But with this, yeah, you have right. this, and then somehow you feel something is going on on your head. Yeah, anyways. Oh yeah. Just getting it's it to stay put. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. it's it's big and heavy and weighty and like quick head movements and stuff like that immediately is yeah. like pulling me out of my sweet spot, you know, like okay. I don't know. I got it. But if you're a sim enthusiast, if you're flying yeah, planes, you're racing absolutely. cars, I think it's you're perfect, doing really. Yeah. Perfect. And they were Absolutely. showing both lenses there too. They were showing both because uh, they didn't. Uh, I don't know about you, Sebastian, but my first demo, they didn't have the other lenses available um, that you could oh, switch okay. to. Yeah. They and uh, they they had it here where you could actually go from one headset to the other in the different lenses. And while the other lenses, they did bring your field of view in a little bit more. The clarity was crazy. Unbelievable. I mean, it, okay. it was way better than the other one. But yeah, it definitely brought your your FOV in a little bit. Right. Right. Yeah, so when I tried this with the other lenses, it was like very small FOV and it was distorted, the picture. So there was nothing that I wanted to use. But uh, yeah, they will probably yeah make this much better. Yeah, yeah I think this is the best thing Pimax has done so far, though. Just from what I've seen, and I think once it's market ready, it should be dialed in enough that it is truly going to be their best headset. I think so, too. I think Pimax actually has a huge chance to have a super successful headset finally. Like the 8KX, it came so late and, and in the beginning it was bad. Now it's actually kind of good with all the updates and it can do 120 hertz and it's a very nice headset, right? But it, everything took too long. But this 
could really be the enthusiast headset, honestly speaking. Like really, like a thousand, what is it, $1,600 and you don't need the base stations, right? Like the, the Vario Aero, you need the base stations. Mm -hmm. It has the super nice resolution, which is great. It has a bigger FOV than Index. Yeah, you, you could use it wirelessly. Um, basically, they're giving the enthusiast everything that we want. Okay, other than the nice form factor, Alex, I totally agree again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but if you if you look at that part, actually, this could be the Pimax headset, which helps them to break through into the market in a bigger way than before. Would you agree with me on that, uh, Skiva? Oh yeah, absolutely. This is the best thing they've done for sure. Coming and eventually, wise, standalone, clarity wise, and standalone in the future. Yeah, yeah, that right, would be cool. Right. It would be yeah. amazing to have another player that you can count on and just be exactly. like, yes. Pimax exactly, headset yeah. coming out, sick. I'm gonna get it. You know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want that. We all want that. Yeah, but but the standalone part, I must tell you guys, I'm still not convinced that anybody wants this. So actually, I don't, I don't want this. But probably other people want it. But tell me, um, Alex, if you buy this device for 1,600, is the standalone part something um, that would excite you? Absolutely. Oh, really? Uh, oh, a million that's percent. so. Ex that's so interesting. Yeah. Tell me, tell me why. Because if it is that good, if the FOV is that good, if it is that clear, I want to take it over on uh, like the family Thanksgiving party or whatever okay. and bust you're it right, out and right. like show people what's up. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. That, that, that's true. <laughs> you want you want to show it around and right, right. It's just it nice places. to have both, right? That's why yeah. I love about my Quest Pro. Like my Quest Pro, I love it as a PC VR headset, but it's nice to be able to go standalone when I want and just go into the regular quest store where I have tons of games and do whatever I yeah. want to. So it's just nice. It's nice to have both. And you know, you're not getting that from Vario. You're not getting that from other right. headsets. So yeah, if they can pull it off, it's, it'll be a nice option. Yeah. This is the, this, this is the thing. If they can pull it off, because if you want to do standalone, well, you will need your own store again. And is Pimax able to do that? It's such a tough task to do it. Like I think Pico does a really good job right now. They are actually killing it with, with their own content, right? The Calvin Harris concert now recently and all the stuff that's coming there. In a, I don't know, probably in the end of this year, it's going to be probably very, very comparable to the Quest Store. And yeah, now we're going to talk about HTC. They also have this, this um, challenge now to make a store which, which can compete with Pico and, and Meta, right? But, but Pico, uh, but Pimax to do this store, wow, it's going to be tough. Uh, what, what is your thought on this, Eric? Yeah, I mean, I know they're, I can tell you they're very, very active in trying to get developers to come in and build a store, but it is not easy. Look at Pete, it's taken Pico a long time to get themselves going, and they are there now. They are really pushing hard again, Pico is again, and their their store is really good now. Like, I have a Pico 4, I love it. Absolutely. It's really, yeah, really yeah. good, and I love going right? in there. And I told you, you're going to like it. Yeah, you did. You did. And it's, a great, it's a great <laughs> headset. It's great, I right? I love it. It's amazing, yeah. actually. Yep. Yeah, it's really, really good. And and, the, and their user interface, their mobile app, everything else is done yeah. really, really well. There's some things that they do exactly. better than the meta mobile app and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think Pimax has an uphill battle. I'm glad they're here in this space. I'm glad Super they're still glad doing do. this. Uh, I'm glad they're still pushing because there's a lot of companies that probably would have just folded at this point and said, forget it, we're gonna we're gonna go make toasters instead. You know what I mean? So they're still here. I'm gonna root yeah. for them. I'll help them anytime I can um you know to try and figure out what to do and we'll, we'll you know try and get as many games over there as we can for people absolutely agree they are still pushing the envelope and they are like nearly the only company 
that serves us crazy PC VR enthusiasts. I mean, probably next to Somnium, we will see how that goes, right? But but they are really there for us. They're giving us what we want. Just like they need, they obviously need to improve lots of things, like their company communications and all this kind of stuff, right? It needs to become way more professional. But if they yeah. get if they get these things sorted out, they could become a big player. And I so so root for them. Damn, Pimax, make it happen. We want it. We want that device. I mean, the crystal, the other headset, probably no. So <laughs> get rid of the twelve K. Get rid of the portal. Just focus yeah. on the crystal for a little while. Make it great. I, yep. I, Make I would, one really good headset and remove yep. options. Get rid of every option. Right. Like there are no options. You buy this. This one headset. This is what we're selling. Get it. Please do make that. the make the crystal great again. <laughs> Please. Yeah. They, they should put the four of us. They should put the four of us on their board and let us take care of it. And we'll it'll well, be amazing. Well, honestly, I think any company they would put the four of us into their board it would be that would be amazing. But can they afford us? <laughs> Agreed. That's, that's I don't think I so. I, that's why they're <laughs> no. not hiring us. <laughs> they cannot <afford> us. <laughs> I love it, guys. I love it to speak with you guys. Super nice. Yeah. So so let's talk a moment about the portal. This this um, this device that is a gaming console, but it also can be VR. So, Alex, what are your thoughts about the portal? I haven't used it. I okay. don't see a reason to personally. I mean, it looks like it's like if a cell phone and a Nintendo Switch and a Steam Deck had a baby. That's what you would get. Making and babies is not so bad in general. No, not really, you know, but like, you know, we're pretty overpopulated over here, right? Like I have a son yeah, yeah. called the Nintendo Switch who I love dearly. You know, I have a, a, okay. a phone that I don't game on at all. And then I have uh, a computer and I don't know. Right. I, I personally don't see a need for it. Um, I have headsets like I have everything that I need. And it's I see that it's like trying to kind of like hit that sweet spot where like maybe you can only buy one device. You know, only one gaming system and this thing allows you to be handheld that allows you to be uh you know playing more traditional style games and then it also allows you to switch to a vr experience but i haven't tried it so i can't really speak to it um but i'm not in a hurry to either you know it just doesn't excite me okay what are, what are your thoughts skiva so so i so i held the portal i looked at it the controller part the magnetic thing is really cool there's some little cool things about this but yeah, it yeah. Didn't even, I also like, it, it like, wasn't even compelling big, big, big. enough for me to even put into the thing and put it on my face. Like okay. to me, it was like, um, you know, it was like the next generation of a, go a Google daydream or something. Right. It, it, and, and I heard all terrible things <laughs> so, like, don't even, don't even, everyone was like, don't even bother. Don't even waste okay. your time. And, you know, and there was, um, there were so many things at CES that I was like, I'm going to go hit up that instead, you know? So, mm, uh, I mean, what can I say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not excited. Eric, the same for you. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I tried it in, uh, in VR days and I tried it again here. It's, it, they had a little bit more to do this time. Like when I tried it in VR days, like you could just navigate like the menu system of the portal itself. Um, and so now you can actually get in there and do a game and stuff and play. Um, so there's a little more to do. The actual handheld itself is really kind of smart. I like the, you know, the actual, you know, handheld unit. The way Same that here. the controllers snap on and off are super yeah. like you know you know Nintendo is just kicking themselves like why didn't we do this? This is so smart. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, the yeah. way that the, the, they magnet, right? Yeah, the magnet. Uh, ma well, who doesn't like magnets? I mean, come on, magnets. <laughs> yeah, they snap together like 
like magically it's, it's incredible yeah but when you get into the headset part and you're sliding it in and it's got weird aspheric lenses in it um it, the, the view in there is very fish-eyed it's it's okay. not a good experience it's just not something you'd want to put somebody in to go like they're they're saying this is like an entryway to people for vr i hope nobody ever enters vr this way <laughs> this is not the wow. way you want to enter vr Got it, so can got you it. see a use case for that VR at all? Like what would be the reason? Not for me, not in the state it's in right now. Like if they can fix it and get it to a usable state where they won't make people sick in it. And you know, the spheric lenses are really nice, but they have a barreling effect to them. And they, it, it gives you a, a fisheye view of things and it, it can be very off putting to people. And if, if you're talking about this is your entry into VR, um, the way it is now, it's not, it's not good. And, and I, I still want, I still have yet to see a game, you know, played in it yet. I'm still seeing like static that images. Is, that is the point as well. Uh, why would somebody pick this up? If you can pick up like a quest two for in the future, pro probably $300 again, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and then there's this whole amazing, um, yeah, um, store with all the games in it. So it's going to be a, a really tough call, but probably it's not made for us. Probably it's just for some um, third party, uh, third, third world country, or like What's emerging. What's the price? Emerging at three hundred dollars, three hundred um, emerging uh, world country like South America or something, where they don't have all the devices that we have, and then a gaming console might be quite exciting. This kind of Android hand, handheld console. Actually, I am into handheld gaming. Like since I'm a kid, like I had the original Game Boy and Game Gear and all these amazing stuff. Yeah, I think you guys. Probably as well. Oh, we, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah right? Absolutely. I, I loved it. it. It was so good. And I, I have this kind of sweet spot for these devices. So actually, I think it's pretty cool to be able to play Android games and to do the streaming stuff, right? I, I also like to do streaming, like Xbox stuff, and play, probably play my PlayStation game in bed when I'm finished uh, in the living room. So yeah, actually, I don't think it's such a bad idea to do this. So probably they can get um, completely um, new kind of um, customers for themselves who buy this and then who, who want to buy, who want to try VR for an extra 50 bucks. That is how much this holder costs. So I believe this is not for us. Absolutely no, right? We are from, we are these enthusiasts who, who are happy enough to live in the regions of the world where we get access to all the good stuff, right? We, we're really lucky. But not everyone yeah. is in this not everyone is in this position. So probably they are targeting these markets. And who knows? This might so be. So if you idea. are incapable of getting your hands on a Nintendo Switch or an yeah. Oculus Quest 2, yeah, exactly maybe that. this would maybe, make sense. <laughs> maybe this would make sense. Exactly. Maybe, but too many maybes. So in, in my mm. humble opinion. Instead of like, um, yeah, putting all of this um, effort into developing this, and they 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 are developing this other device where you can put it into a bigger screen, make it a transformer device. Like they're putting so much yeah. thought, <laughs> so much energy into this thing. I'd rather have those engineers work on the crystal so that yes. it gets into our hands faster. Would you agree with that? Hundred percent, thousand percent, thousand percent. They need focus. <laughs> Pimax they don't needs have focus. focus. No, they don't have that focus. It's crazy to me. Yeah, to they're the that. ADD VR company. Yeah, yeah they're call. really. ADD <laughs> That's VR. a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they have this idea after a long night of consuming. 
things <laughs> and then <laughs> and, and, and then and then they just do it you know <laughs> yep. and, and then yeah. they do it and then they just spend like the next two years and making it happen and then yeah. they see if it works or yeah. not and then and then it seems like people like us are not so excited about it <laughs> so it's, all right real real talk here like yeah. ha, do you think pimax has turned a profit on any product they have made like yeah, how are I, they how could they possibly they have like a money? thousand employees now that's <laughs> it really? that like, is, they I, I didn't know that are they really? thousand this, this are you is, sure well i mean Ke- i i could have sworn they, kevin said that they have i, I think i think they, i think uh, they have hundreds i think yes but the they're coming up no. on it. They they must be paying these people somehow, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. They have. That's they what have, I'm getting at. It's like, yeah. are they burning money? Like, do they have crazy they investors? Like, they must have. What's funding. going on? You they know, have, they have Meta over sure, here is, yeah. is burning billions of dollars, and Carmack is saying that he's if only the company was organized and focused, they could be getting things done. And yeah. look at what they're doing in comparison. Like, people yeah. who own Quest 2s have never ever heard of Pimax. And they won't hear of Pimax, I'm guessing, for at least another year or two, unless this crystal gets to the point where we're talking about. Like, this is still such right. underground, underground stuff. Like, even people who are into <laughs> VR don't know what Pimax is, you know? Yeah. So, underground, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just really skeptical, you know? Like, I don't want yeah. to be, but at this point, I'm just super duper skeptical of the company and of the decisions. And I would love to see more products, I'd love to see more competition. But, like I said earlier, at this point, I just, mm-hmm. I'm going to need to be blown away. They I don't. Think, uh, they I don't have it, an yep. easy road. They have some intense competition, right? That's coming. Right. That's all. Like we saw some really intense competition coming down the road. Plus all the stuff that isn't out and announced yet. Like there is. They don't have an easy road. So uh, you know, I wish them luck because I I really do want them to succeed. You know, they're Same doing here. some cool things. Um, you know, I want them to succeed. I, I hope they can push through. They do need to focus though. They just got to focus. They got to drop some of the, the side stuff and really laser focus on making one good thing. But the thing is, whenever we talk about Pimax, this is always the conclusion that we yes, have. Yes, I know. Like, like, right? We have talked about this for a couple of times and always we are like, okay, Pimax, you need to like, like focus, laser focus on that one device that kills them all. And it never happens. And then we have another be the 12K. presentation uh, where they show us some kind of transformer handhelds. It's, it's, oh no, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they're and still, um, they're, still, they're still touting the 12K. Like that's still coming. Like that's it's no still coming. Yeah. It's ever going to see. No and way. there were things in the back that we can't talk about that they're also working on. And it's like, what are you guys doing? What <laughs> more? Man, yeah, there's more. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Please no. Yeah, what, keep going, what else man. could there be? Maybe DVR. <laughs> exactly. <real>. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> Focus, oh, guys. Goodness. Come on. Focus. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 I can. So I can absolutely understand Alex's skepticism about this. Also, because, yeah, they have like um, over promised so many times and under delivered, right? Like, like you mentioned before, it would be great yep. to have it the other way around. Like, be really cool and not over promise and then just deliver like like crazy and then someone puts his headset on they're like oh my god like <laughs> yeah. wow this thing is well, so good you must like, buy yeah. that yeah exactly that's what we need that's what we that's, need you know but it's been years now of us putting these headsets on just being like mm, yeah, 
You're close. You're kind of close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but now I really believe with the crystal they have a shot because this time I was yeah. like, I, for me, I put it on and I, I loved it. If it was not for that focal issue thing, but it seems like they they can solve it. So I am still hopeful that the crystal could be that big hit that helps them. Same. So yeah, Same. yeah, yeah. So. Agreed. So let's let's hope that this happens. Yep. So um, timeline is um, if you order it now, they said like probably you're going to get it in March. That's that was the interview that I did with them. So it's not far away, right? It's it's very close. Very close. You really think they'll be shipping that thing next month? No. Or I guess in March. That's <laughs> no. two months from now. Yeah. Like uh, it's there's gonna, no it's, way. It's yeah. But they said that e that they would even uh, ship the first 200 devices in this month. Wow. So, yeah. I did. I can tell you this, though. I did get my tracking number today. Oh, what? Yeah. For your they Pimax get, crystal? Sent, yeah. They sent me my tracking oh. number. No kidding. So I will, uh, yeah. They're sending in, they don't want to bring it back home. So they're sending me one from the show. Wow. Oh, sick. Nice, <laughs> nice dude. Uh, oh, yeah. my goodness. I should have so been I will, at that party. I will. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I know. Well, that's what it is. It's like it's too it's too hard for them to like bring it bring it back. So they just like not you know they were gonna send me one anyway. So they're like, well, instead of sending one from China, we'll just ship it to you from Vegas. So that is amazing. So no, I, I want like, a fresh uh, one. I know, right? Freshie. Give me a freshie. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put a whole new facial interface on this thing. <laughs> yeah, you better do. Wow, that that's yeah. amazing. So very soon we are actually going to see people using it, like you. Yeah, we're gonna get wow. into it and check it all out for sure. That is put it through its bases. That is so exciting. So it is going to be very real very soon. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Pimax yep. Crystal. Nice, nice. Cool. Yep. So there's lots of things happening right now. Yep. Let's finish lots. the Pimax topic and let's get to the huge topic. And that is the HTC Vive XR Elite. Wow. Let's have a look at that beauty here. And where can I find it? On the Vive website right let me let me check it out here we go oh no no i have it here in Chinese <laughs> because i'm in taiwan that's bad let me just change it and then we're going to have a look at it yep so the vive xr elite the new standalone headset from htc okay wait a moment now you're going to see it and here it is oh it's a beauty don't you think so oh, yeah, i think that the form the form factor really, really is exciting. So the Vive XR Elite is a new consumer standalone headset. It is for us. It is for us gamers. And well, it is a standalone headset with the XR2 chipset. It has two LCD panels with a resolution of 1920 by 1920. It's being run by the XR2 chipset. It has six degrees of freedom tracking, also two controllers. <laughs> You have um, pancake lenses, uh, you have diopter adjustment that is already built into the device. You have um, the battery, which is in the back of the headset. You can actually detach the, the back of the headset, which is kind of cool. So the battery part, you can detach it and then it becomes some kind of, uh, yeah, it goes into glasses mode. And then like in order flow, to- it turns into a flow. It, it mm -hmm. turns into a flow, yeah. But still with the yeah. 60 years of freedom, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. but better, ex exactly. And uh, you would connect a power bank to power it, put the power bank into your pocket, and then you're good to go to use it. It comes with 100 games uh, at the at the start of that in their, in their Viveport store. And it's going to cost 
Uh, no, no, $1,099 in the US, excluding tax, £1,299 in the UK, and €1,399 in the Eurozone once it hits the stores in February. So, exciting stuff. So, what are your thoughts about this headset? And let's start with the Skiva. Sebastian, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best thing that HTC has done since the Vive. Like this thing is so good. They okay, cool. they, they stepped up to the plate for the first time in how long, and they just knocked this out of the park, man. Oh man! Like this is great. This to is hear phenomenal. It. Great to hear it. I even I even said that I even said this to Alvin Grayling. I was like, dude, I haven't been excited for something from HTC since the original Vive, and you guys knocked it out of the park. Everything nice. this thing does, like it doesn't, it's so, so when you put this thing on and stand alone, it's not like the graphics aren't like, oh my God, this is light years above the Quest 2 or the Quest yeah. Pro. It's an XR2 chipset, right? But it's like, it's like having a, a Quest on that's like ultra, ultra thin and super lightweight, right? That you can like pack up really easily. It converts into like, a, you know, like you can hop on a plane and like watch your phone and stuff on it and do anything you can do on your phone. Yeah. Right. You can, um, if you have you know, a compatible phone like, though. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, it is so cool. The PC VR streaming was the best I've ever seen. Like, oh, really? wow. which means they've been, yeah, they've been working hard on their, on their Vive, uh, desktop streaming and they had a new beta for ultra mode and oh my God, Wi-Fi 6E PC VR streaming was killer pancake lenses diopter adjustments yeah. like that true hot swap battery like the focus 3 had a battery you could pull out but the headset would die this you can pull it out put in a new one and the headset stays and the color pass through far surpasses the quest pro um it is it is phenomenal this thing is awesome and i cannot wait to get mine Okay, cool. Yeah, it's exciting Bravo, that that HTC. that Vive that HTC finally has some device. We would say, okay, there is something that we might want to use, right? Like before, like ah, uh, no, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, Eric, what are your thoughts about the device and uh, your first impressions of it? This was the headset of the besides PlayStation VR two. This was the headset that stole the show for me. This thing was wow. freaking crazy amazing. And I have been super like on HTC for years because they, I'm like, HTC always gets this close and they fall on their face all the time. Like, the, like all the, the time was just, just, they get so yeah, close. The, and the, they, flow, like, tease the us. flow was not good. I didn't like it. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. And yeah. then even some of the headsets before that, I wasn't real super impressed with this headset. It's complete. I like as much as I criticize, I want to give them props when they do something freaking amazing. And this yeah. is it. This is the complete headset. This thing is amazing. If you're going out right now and you're like Quest Pro, I don't have one, Quest Pro or HTC, I think I'm telling you to go buy the HTC. And you guys know mm -hmm. I, I love my Quest Pro. But yeah, the HTC, too, I also is, love it. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, but this is a bet is for a thousand, you know, or eleven hundred dollars. This is a better headset. And there's yeah. so much to it. The Everything that Skiva says, I agree with. I'll just add <laughs> on that the the, the pass-through is amazing. And for our demos, they didn't have the depth sensor actually on. They said that for some reason they could not activate the depth sensor. So I thought the pass-through was fantastic already, and I wasn't even experiencing it with the depth sensor on. So once they put the depth, depth sensor on, it's going to be even better. The AR was fantastic. I did some experiences with AR, 
that were so good. I played Yuki in AR where, you know, the enemies are just coming out of portals through the wall in my own environment. It was some of the best AR I've ever done. Um, really, really good. I was so super impressed with it. And then the fact that you can take it, you can take the battery off and make this into a smaller, lighter, slimmer flow. And you can play PC VR that way too. So you, now it, it won't stay on your head really easy that way. That's the only thing. So because it's just bare glasses then, you know what I mean? So you're not going to want to go play something where you're going to move around a lot. But if you're sitting, like you could do kayak VR or you could sitting in a, you know, a, a pretty stationary experience. You could just do that. Have it as a have it as a pair of glasses with PC VR. You could do that. Okay. Wow. Super good. Very wow. impressed. So is HTC back, Alex? I hope so. I really do. Like, you know, I have been proud to say that my primary PC VR headset has been an HTC Vive Pro. Like, I like where the company is positioned in the market, you know? They're, like, not meta is really the, the main part of it, you know what I mean? So to be able to have a device that is comparable to the Quest Pro, maybe even better for less money that is not from that company, I would love. I would love that. So I'm really, really excited. I mean, I've been leading into these guys for their experiences from the headset and just listening to Skiva talk about it has <laughs> me really, really excited. You know, also at the party when I got to meet Alvin, you know, he was like, yo, he's a this great thing guy. Is, Hi, Alvin. He's like, this thing's legit. Yeah, and I'm awesome. like, yeah, yeah, well, we'll be the judge of that. You know, I'm just like kind of messing around with him. And he was like, you come and try this thing and you will pre-order it. Like he's confident really confident okay. so okay that's yeah. got me it's, it's the best really thing that they excited. made for for years years yep. absolutely maybe it's the shitty. best thing yeah it could be maybe yeah. the best thing ever the best thing they've ever made <laughs> yes the yeah, hand tracking great. was great too i, I didn't even mention yeah. the hand tracking i super heard good. i heard different i heard that the hand tracking was not super good i okay. did the all the xr experiences i did which i did yuki and i did um i did uh, uh maestro Maestro is a cool experience because you actually use a controller in one hand and you use hand tracking in another. It's never experience I've never seen do that before where you're actually mm. mixing controller use and hand tracker use, and it was flawless. In a room More where you that. have six other things going on. Yeah, right? More of that. that too. Heck yeah, because then you could like control locomotion with your controller in your left hand and then like interact right. with the environment with your open hand. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd like to see more yeah. of that. Oh yeah. This thing's killer. And I, I gotta I gotta add too that. You know, when you compare this to, let's say, a 256 gigabyte Quest 2, which is like $500, right? This thing is $1,100. It's not subsidized. But I always said that if Quest put out a headset and they're like, okay, you can have this for 500 bucks, or you can have it for the full cost of the hardware plus an additional profit and we won't take your data, I would do that. So my data personally is worth yeah. way more than $600. Like I value myself more than $600. So please take that extra money. Do not touch my data and I will be happy to spend that extra money. And that so is Bravo, exactly yeah. the exciting point of this device. You know, it, it is great hardware, but what's even more exciting for me is that they are not going to take my data. They're not going to uh, yeah, collect my data and try to make money off me. So I'm not the product here. I'm buying this piece of hardware and I can do whatever I want with it. So so that is the exciting part. So yes, that's why it's more expensive. And it's it's even not more expensive than the Pro, than the Quest Pro, which I think is kind of exciting. And before, yeah. 
um, I think Eric, it was you who said, like, um, if you could choose between the Quest Pro and the Elite XR, you would go for the Elite XR. And the same here, same here. So also, if somebody would ask me, should I go for the Quest Pro or for this? I would tell them, okay, for Quest Pro, they do have a better um, software right now, uh, more, more games and stuff, right? Right now, at this moment, who knows where this goes? But in terms of hardware, yeah, the Elite is seems to be lighter and more um, more comfortable. Well, I do have to wear it longer, though. I, I, I was only trying it here in Taipei for, for two hours or so, right? So you need to try these things longer. But it seemed to be super comfortable. Uh, about comfort, how was your feeling about this before I go into the rest? Eric, how yeah, was I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. It was one of the most comfortable headsets I've ever worn. It was extremely light. Um, I know some people have um, an issue with the Quest Pro because of the way it sits on your forehead, um, yeah. and it can bother some people. I never really had that issue myself, but some people do. This you're not going to have any issue. This is the lightest headset I think I've ever uh, had on. It's balanced perfectly with the with the battery in the back. Um, the um, it does block out uh, the light very well with the uh, the facial interface. Um, this is this is the complete package headset, really is, and that's why I say it's a compelling argument now trying to figure out what one you would buy. And you know, no eye tracking, right? Left, no eye tracking, and that no does hurt it a little yeah, right. bit for sure. And that's why yeah. you're seeing a difference of you know eleven hundred dollars compared to the fifteen hundred that uh, the Pro is. So you know, if you again, if you're if eye tracking is super important, then I would go with the Pro. But you <laughs> and somebody was just asking me on chat, you know, what 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 are the odds? I think we'll see a an eye tracking um you know module for this or face tracking module yeah, it, it's gonna come it, yeah sorry yeah they already announced it mm. right. at least the yeah. face tracking part right They're it's like that little squidward it? looking attachment yeah yeah right. oh, okay yeah. okay so yeah well and you know the other thing that i want to mention here too we're talking about data and i think it's really important to mention that like well, I guess I'll, I'll only speak from my personal perspective, but like I have been using meta devices knowing what they're doing, knowing that they're taking whatever data they can get from me. And even with the Quest Pro, but when it comes to eye tracking, now the devices are starting to have a much larger impact on the how profound that data is. Like eye tracking is no joke, dude. And if there's a company who's going to be harvesting your eye tracking data, they are starting to learn things about you that you are not aware of on a conscious level. Like you have right. subliminal eye movements and flickers and like moments where you focus on something a little longer than other things that just fly right over your head, but they're they're logging all of that. And yeah. as the eye tracking and face tracking stuff becomes more integrated into all this, that's when for me, I'm really going to start to make the decisions based on whether or not my data is being collected. The quest two, you know, like I get it. And like Steve and I have talked about this a lot, you know, he, uh, the idea that like just with your head movements and hand movements, they can identify specific users within like seconds of that data being run absolutely so imagine what happens when you add eyes to the thing where like now like they can tell your pupils are dilating or not like all this kind of stuff dude like it is really really sketchy so it's <laughs> it's when we start to get into the eye tracking stuff and the face tracking stuff that the the data usage thing becomes much more important to me so if it came down to a Super quest great. pro that's tracking my eyes and a quest an hdc xr elite that's not that but here's the problem though we need eye tracking, right? So it shouldn't be about whether or not your device has eye tracking. It should be about whether or not your device is harvesting that data and selling it to the highest bidder. And if they are, Meta, they are. They will do it. Huge, huge decision to make. Yeah. 
You, you t- I totally agree with it. And I'm, I'm so glad that, that we pointed out like, like this on this show. So that is fantastic. Yeah, so it has very nice comfort. It's, it's a really nice device. But I must um, also say that I don't think many people are going to buy it. <laughs> as, as much as I love it, and I think it is a great device, but... If somebody would ask me, okay, I, I want, I want this, um, I want, I want to get into VR. Um, it's, it's tough to tell them, okay, buy this device, which costs like thousand three hundred ninety nine euros in Europe, and, and it's like thousand euros more expensive than the Pico Four. And honestly speaking, it does not add so much other than the form factor. Right, so I must honestly tell you, I really liked what I saw with the XR with the XR Elite, but it's really not like in terms of VR experience, it did not blow me away. You know, it's it's a good it's a good Quest Two standard, yes, and it is it has this better form factor and doesn't take your data. For me, all big yes, but for the normal consumer person, the normal guy. Yeah, the, who goes to Walmart in the States, right? Or I don't know. You know, like it's going to be tough for them to sell this device to this person. I cannot yeah. tell them, okay, go go and get this XR Elite because your data is safe and it's it's a bit smaller. But it, it, it's not blowing me away more in terms of VR than the Pico 4. Not at all. It has a smaller FOV than the Pico 4. It has a smaller resolution than the Pico 4. So I don't think it's But it's, it's mixed gonna... reality is way beyond the Pico 4, right? So if, if you're honestly, looking for well, I haven't know, seen it. Reality. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But honestly, yeah. I haven't also not seen that. I, I did I I played the open brush thing and it was good, but the, the pass through was not better that I that I saw. So again, it has like one RGB lens and it does exactly the same thing like the Pico 4. It just takes this one RGB lens and gives you that beautiful color pass-through that does look mm. better than the Quest Pro. But, but there's it's, depth. It's, it's, it's not depth correct. No, I didn't see it. Not depth correct. Depth. There was depth. No. Well, you didn't have it. Because well, the Pico, so, so I have a Pico 4 and I really love it. I really do. I think yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal. But the pass-through right now is fully flat. There aren't any depth. There's nothing with depth. It's just a flat image, right? But they also the trying demos that more. we did, um, there yeah. were def- there was definitely depth. You could see the depth, and it's going to get better with the when they are able to enable the depth sensor that's already built in. So I, I do look so. forward to seeing that. You know, I, me, me too. Me too. Pico Four is phenomenal. It is. Yeah, yeah. like I'm also I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I really hope that they can do the death with, with a death sensor probably that's it's there for right it's just mm-hmm. like um i think it's a it's a phenomenal device don't get me wrong skiva i really think it's it's the best headset that they ever that they did for a long time and i also root for them but what i'm saying is i i really think it's it's a tough sell i really think it's going to be hard for them to sell this uh, yeah. what is your thought on this eric i i, I am uh, uh, I'm in the exact same mind, but for a different reason. I think it's going to be a hard sell because most people are going to want the upgraded chip. And it's still, okay. at the end of the day, as great as everything is in, it, is in it, and I'm telling you, this is the right now probably one of the best headsets that you're going to find in the market. Yeah. I just think it's still an XR2 chip and not the next generation of XR2 chip. And we know that we're going to see the next generation of XR2 chip probably this fall with the Quest 3. Um, 
So it's tough for somebody to go, well, I'm going to go buy this $1,100 headset for, you know, for to be the best headset that I can put on right now, but I might not want to go buy another one, uh, you know, in the fall for, you yeah. know, whatever the Quest 3 is going to cost. So to me, if they had put an XR3 chip in it and then charged 1400 bucks, or, or not an XR3, but an XR2 <laughs> second generation and then charge right, more money, right. they probably would have been better off um with the headset but it is extremely compelling and i want one you know what i mean yeah, I'm telling you, I, I want same, one <laughs> same i think yeah. for for us yes they can sell it yeah. and i think there's more people like us who want this who want a, a great standalone headset that has this super sexy form factor like for me it's all yes right like for me it ticks all the boxes like i i, I am probably going to don it in public right in in a starbucks or what i would not do that with with a quest pro or, or the mm -hmm. Eagle four but with this yes It, it has this form factor where I don't feel ashamed to put it on. Anyways. Well, for us, like you're saying, yeah. for us, it makes sense. You know, like yes, I want for it. Us, yeah. It sounds awesome, yeah. you know, but I also own a Nintendo Switch, a PlayStation 4, a PlayStation 5, and an Xbox <laughs> One. You know, Same like, here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need everything. That's the kind of person who I am. But you're right, Joe and Sally are. Walmart. When they walk into the store, they have a decision to make. And what yeah. we what we need, honestly, is like Console Wars 2.0, because until it happens, everyone's just going to buy a meta device like they're mm -hmm. going to think Or, about what yeah. their friend has, what they right, can right. party up with their homies in. Like there's a sense of like community and connectedness among the people who use the same device. And until there's like a, a decent margin of the VR consumer community using one of these headsets, the clear choice is always going to be the one that your friend has. And what do they have? They have a quest and that is not going to change anytime soon. Like there's no way this device is going to actually compete with where meta is in the consumer space. I don't see it happening right. at you're, all. You're right. You're totally right. Because a, a normal person walks into Walmart and they look at different things and they go, why is that one almost, you know, two and a half times the price of that one? I'm going to yeah, go right. with that one. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's just how your average person is. Right. But, uh, I guess the, um, One of our jobs is to uh, present why this yeah. is a compelling device to spend that it, it, money on. Totally know. agreed. We're not getting paid by that's, HTC. That's what we do. That's HTC's <laughs> job. No, you know, no, like, it is. But but we're here to talk about this. Yeah, stuff, right? we're so enthusiasts. Awesome. Exactly, yeah. and uh, yeah, exactly. It is awesome, and I, so I totally, I totally I think, with them. I think that if anybody has a shot here, it's Sony. Like Sony is, oh yes, because absolutely. That that has the power to do what I was talking about. Like your buddy has his PlayStation 5. He bought his headset, we, and you want to play all the games it. with him. We will yes, all we have all it. Will. Yeah. I think yes. others will too, yep. though. Some Joe Sally yeah. Walmart will buy yeah. yep. a PlayStation You're right. VR. You're right. You're right. We, we're going to get to this in a moment, but let's still stick with with the XR Elite for a moment. So. I think this is great, and like what what I would think would make so much more sense if they came up with some kind of installments based um, sales system, because like this this device the one thousand four hundred or what to directly pay it it's just it seems like too much, but they have something amazing going for themselves, which is Viveport Infinity. You know, it's like uh, this kind of Netflix for VR games where you pay like a monthly fifteen uh, dollars or or even less, and you get all the games. In, it's a flat rate model, and I think it's it's amazing. It's something like the the, the Xbox Game Pass, right? So, 
Xbox did something really smart with the Game Pass. They also couldn't really compete against um, PlayStation. They were trading behind. But with this Game Pass, they had like such a great argument to go for the Xbox. And that's the only reason why I bought an Xbox, actually, because the Game Pass is so good, right? And um, yeah, so, so, so HTC has it going for themselves as well with Vive for Infinity. And in my opinion, if they bundle it together in a way that would like cross-subsidize the headset, they would have a winner. So think about it. Why don't they go for something like, okay, pay 45 US dollars per month for two years. You get that Viveport Infinity where you get all the games and you get that super sexy hardware. Wouldn't that be way more compelling than saying, okay, buy this for $1,400 and you have to buy all the games? What are your thoughts on my genius idea? We should, have, we should be on the board of HTC also. Yep. We should be on the board of Pimax yep. and on the board of HTC. They'll be million the billionaires. Yeah, no, no, really. <laughs> like honestly. It's a great idea. Yeah. Isn't that a good no, idea? It's a great idea. Absolutely. It makes so and, and I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past that happening, right? It, it's not happening at this moment, but but I'll tell you yeah. that I have seen a lot of amazing people that I personally know that have worked all throughout different parts of VR leave their jobs and go over to HTC in the last year. And uh, because I think they are, they see the potential of this and they are growing that library and working yeah. with developers. And I think you might see something like that because everyone's been saying for a long time that Viveport is their, gr their greatest asset, right? It's and great. if they're able to utilize that, they're gonna they're gonna kill it. That that could be, and they see they're not stupid. They see the success of X, Xbox, the Xbox Game Pass, and the only reason that Xbox ha has even a stance in this market with the PlayStation is well, one that you can buy them in a store, and two that you can that you can play any game pretty much that you want, right? And if they come out with that, that could be the chokehold that they have on Meta. And that's really the only thing that could really stand out to a normal everyday consumer that they can pay a fee and play whatever game they want. So if they're smart, they're working on it. Hopefully it's got me thoughts, thinking Alex? about, it's got me thinking about comparable business models. Okay. So it's like, what does something like this that's successful? And the first thing that comes to my mind is Peloton. Like All do right. people mm -hmm. buy Pelotons like for the full price or is there some kind of monthly installment payment right. that they have it, i don't know this is, and right. if somebody if somebody knows in chat that would be great information because if you have to buy the bike in its entirety and then pay for like your software subscription that i imagine might be a, a tough pill to swallow but if they find a way to like incorporate the cost of that hardware which i guess would be the bike in this case into like a monthly payment that also includes the hardware and there must be some kind of contractual obligation like if you yeah. leave you have to pay the full sum or you know whatever it is but uh you know those things are not cheap and people spend money getting into that ecosystem and getting into that hardware and stuff so it you know i feel like peloton is getting it done doing something kind of like what you're talking about and yeah i don't know I, how, I think it sounds good how about iphones mobile phones this is the same in the states right sure Nobody, sure not, not many people buy the iphone for 1400 dollars. you get a two-year contract and then you get it for what 200 dollars or something right it's the same in the yep. states right so yep, so and then yeah and you either you know return it or you can buy right, it right. out exactly well now exactly. they're doing 
where you have to, you buy the device and you are, it's like financing. You're paying the full price, but just over X amount of months. Exactly, right? exactly. And yeah. you have that contract. So so HTC could do something similar. I, I really hope that the HTC people are watching this phenomenal podcast. <laughs> it's such a good podcast. <laughs> it's such a good yeah, podcast. Really. <laughs> right? So I, I really believe they have something amazing with Viveport Infinity. And I do think that they have an amazing hardware, one that finally can now compete against the likes of Pico and Quest. Even better, right? So just bring that together and make one competing thing for us consumers because this is now for consumers. And the normal consumer just doesn't spend $1,400 for something, well, that they can have for $400. Right, so I really hope they get around that and and that they build this this compelling offering that we all want. Yeah, and it, maybe uh, find a way to partner it with some content that forces people to play like regularly. You know, yeah. make it less of a novelty and more of like a lifestyle kind of thing. You know, kind of like a Peloton, right? Like that's I think why that, that cool. kind of thing works because it's like okay, this is my new life. Like I do this right. every morning Sports or now. whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Workout thing or health, health thing or find some kind of way to make people put that headset on every day. Yeah, I, yeah. I can and tell when you, you the HTC, you... by the way, they are pushing for software, so they want they are pushing developers to come to their platform start yeah, right. to populate their their ecosystem so i think uh, i can let you know that they are hard pushing and they will have content for sure and yeah, it's and also is, yeah go ahead Skiva. i was gonna say this is um this is an interesting thing because when you put this on they're trying to make it so it drops you into your viverse home where your yeah, friends like can come over kind of like the quest one but, I, but I better but yes and then you can go through portals into the games that you want to go into together Right, which Meta's trying as well, but you know, and this is definitely the it's way of the clunky. future. But they're also pushing pretty hard for this social gaming experience where everyone can can do this stuff together. So right, right. I really enjoyed that that Viverse thing, that home with the different levels, and then you can directly mm -hmm. go into the into their metaverse. So yeah, they got so many things going for themselves, and also I do like the brand Vive. I think they also have still have something with it, right? It, it's not so; it doesn't have this backpack full of bad feelings like like Meta has, right? And uh, for, yeah, right. Other companies also have. Pico has this uh, China TikTok problem, right? So so yeah, they don't have that. They really don't have that. They have a beautiful brand, and hopefully they could make something that is more yeah, easily to access for normal people. Not Well, they got us already, but we are not really normal, right? So, <laughs> so, 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 so We are not so, normal. We are not normal at all. No. So I, I, I really hope that they can make that happen. So, But great that they are back. I also feel that they can ha have a comeback now with the XR Elite, which is a really cool headset, and I can't wait to have it in my hands. So actually, the HTC headquarters is just a few um, metro stops away from me now. I probably I'm going to go there tomorrow and give, give it to nice. me. Go pick it up. I, <laughs> I know you have it there. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So so that would be good. All right. So last topic for today. You guys were so lucky to try the PSVR two. How is it, Eric? It is the best VR I've done this year. Oh no! Hands down. <laughs> Hands also, down, the best last game. 
Yeah, yeah, all right. Okay, let's go. We'll say uh, this year and last year. <laughs> wow. But yeah, 2022 and 2023 so far, it, it was amazing. This was the only demo, and we've all been to these shows, and you go do demos, right? Once you do the demo, you're like, okay, I don't need to do that again. Like, I've done it. It's good. This was one of the only demos I got done with it, and I'm like, I'm going to try and make another appointment to go see if I can what? play this again. Because what? Call of the Mountain was that yeah, and it, it was that good. I'm like, as soon as I did it, I'm like, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make an appointment and do it again. And you can't because it was they were gone in seconds because everybody was trying to do them. But it was so good, it was phenomenal. I was been looking forward to PlayStation for a long time, and I'm still more blown away now than, than I even was before. What? Okay, what what exactly blew you away, Eric? What what was it? Is it the, the picture quality, the colors? Tell 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 us about all about it. It's a complete package for me. It's 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 the headset itself. It's you know it's it's the it's the haptics and the controllers. Um, you, we were doing the Horizon Call of the Mountain demo, and you have that scene where you're in the canoe and you're going down that river, and just being able to like put your hand over the boat and into the water and feel the haptics of the water current moving by your hand in the controller is amazing. Wow. You know, you're going underneath <laughs> a log. Yeah, it's so good. You could actually take your head and stick your head under the water and feel the water haptics nice. in the, you know, in the headset itself, which was amazing. Um, there was like ivy hanging over like a a low hanging uh, tree, and you could like brush your hand across the ivy, and the ivy had physics where it moved, and then you could feel the ivy brush past your hand with the controllers. Um, the okay. the 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 beauty of this game is this was the probably the best looking VR game I've ever seen. The draw distances in this game were huge, and this is all outside environments. And I'm looking around, and there's a lot of climbing in the game, and you get up really on these high, high vistas. And I just stopped, and I turned around as I'm climbing and looked out, and I'm seeing these huge, vast waterfalls and birds flying through the air, and there's so many things happening around, and I can see for looks, like, it feels like for miles and miles, and everything is still clear, and. How I'm going on like now gushing is how I came out of this demo. And I was like wow. a little kid for hours after the demo. Like everybody's just oh like, man, just shut up about the, the PlayStation VR 2 thing. But I couldn't. <laughs> and, and I don't get like awed by, by hardware anymore like this because usually it's, you know, okay, I've done it. I've done, you know, some of the best things that you could do. You know, I've had $10,000 headsets on. But it's the, it's the hardware and the software together that gets me so excited that I can't wait for PSVR 2. It's coming soon, 39 days. Oh, my God. 39 days. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my man. goodness. Wow. I, I, can feel, I can feel your excitement. Alex, how about you? Are you excited as well? Have you I... tried it? I'm super excited. I I actually, you know, I saw people trying to sign up for the demos and stuff. Obviously, I was running a booth, but I was You're able right. to kind of get into a handful of things. And I decided to pass. You know, I'm like, you know what? I've got this thing pre-ordered. It's going to come to my house. And my first experience with this thing is going to be my own. Love it. Like, I don't want to be like, mash, get out of this thing after five minute demo, <laughs> losing my damn mind and being like how do i get back into this thing like i want to sit and play that game for my first experience so okay i decided I to uh not worry about it because i'm buying the thing it's going to show up and uh i'm i'm ready for it i'm really excited okay yeah same here yeah same here so um skiva tell us how was it so um so you had to let me start by saying you had to sign up for a psvr demo you had to have the link um, and you had to sign up at exactly 8 a.m. on that day and all demos were gone by like 8.01, right? 
So you had to be on it, but we managed to get a demo uh, pretty, pretty quick. Um, and because uh, we were all up, we all set our alarms. We're all pinging each other at like 7.50, like, all right, guys, let's go refresh, 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 right? <laughs> we got our demos. It was super awesome. Um, this, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like Eric, right? I've used every headset. I, I can't think of any anything that I haven't tried. Um, man, and, and I don't know if it was the hardware or if it was the game or the combination. And, and this isn't the first time I've used this either. This is my second time. I tried a PSVR 2 um, a month and a half ago um, as well. Um, but oh my God, I stood there in front of all these people looking like an idiot with my jaw on the floor. <laughs> I think I, like, saw, I saw a video I think, <laughs> of you. I can't yeah, so wait. the picture was actually during the setup, right? When I was uh, configuring okay. the eye tracking. So I'm okay. like smiling, but then yeah. the game started and I was like this. <laughs> what like the entire what? like almost the no whole time kidding, i looked like really? an idiot I, I couldn't i couldn't believe what i was seeing and i think a lot of this is possible because of the dynamic foveated rendering and only having to render that one tiny part that you're looking at on the screen with eye tracking to its full potential okay if you had to render this game throughout the entire field of view this wouldn't be possible there's there's just no way like this was this was, you know, Half-Life Alex. This was, I mean, I don't even know if there's anything else that you could even compare this to. Um, it was gorgeous. And you could, the HDR in the display was um, was phenomenal because you see these, you see, you know, good solid blacks, but you have these super bright environments because you're outside and there's sun and you're looking up a lot because these creatures are massive, as people know from playing the Horizon games. Now, this isn't a normal Horizon game. A Horizon game, you you are placed into this giant open world environment and you're running around and picking tasks and going and completing things. This is more, from what I played, this is more of a linear experience. You're going through a story, uh, you're doing specific things and you're being kind of driven around in this, you know, this is where you got to go type of thing, right? Um, I don't know if that's how the whole game is. We only played for 30 minutes. But what I saw, I mean, got me so excited for what's oh going to happen in virtual reality. Like I can't even, I can't even imagine if other companies really put down like some time into making this stuff, what's going to be possible. Now, I don't think that we're going to get a waterfall of games like this um, on the PlayStation because it takes a long time, huge studios and a lot of money to develop an experience that looks like this. But Sony has bought amazing companies that know how to develop in VR. They work with some of the biggest AAA studios and they are very compelling to these studios to do what they want, right? So I don't I I, I think this is going to be massive. Horizon Call of the Mountain was one of the it was maybe the most jaw-dropping game I've ever played. Oh my goodness. I mean, you you guys really fidelity and graphics wise. The controllers just come make already. Me. <laughs> I know the controllers oh were amazing. The headset was great. I, I wish there was pancake lenses. I don't know that you could get through the the HDR brightness through pancake lenses because Renell lenses are able to pass more light through. So maybe that was a strategic decision there. Um, but you know, for pure gaming, this thing is like this thing is so next level, man. I, I, I'm so stoked. In in even menu selecting, like looking. At the menu I want to go to and just hitting a button. 
There's no like clicking over three times, go down to the menu thing. Just look at it and click. That's it. I just selected what I want. I'm in the game so oh fast. Goodness. I've gotten okay. through my settings record time. You know, it's not like that for everyone. I, I know uh, I was listening to Jose talk and he has legit ADHD, right? And he's looking all over the place and trying to take everything in and he can't focus on one thing, right? So, so to him, it was a little different, but for me, it was like, that's what I want. Click. That's what I want. Click. Like, it was just like, it was a really amazing input system. And um, I am looking forward to this like none other and, and the facial haptics and the way the controllers formed around my hands. <laughs> oh, my God. And, oh, God. So oh, so just give it to me now. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now. You guys are so really good. like hyping me so up right now. And the, the beautiful thing is, <laughs> I, I trust you guys. You are the trusted people, and you yeah. guys are so excited about it. That's unbelievable. That's so, yeah. oh my goodness. I, I, I don't I even say, want somebody, to know. Somebody, it's, it's going crazy. It's going to be crazy. I was going to say, somebody in chat's been saying Mira because the PSVR1 had Mira, which is a smearing effect that you see through the lenses. And he said that the Mira is bad in the PSVR 2. I think you're getting confused. There's no Mira here in the PSVR 2. It's only in the okay. PlayStation VR 1. No. Uh, so people I, are asking, yeah. like, you know, like Duggars K says, Skiba, I'm interested to hear more about any Mira or smearing and also if any controller tracking issues. Now, there was no Mira, but there was some controller tracking issues. Yes. I don't think that was the cause of the headset, but, but it because wasn't. of the situation. It was. So, okay. so, I, so I've done this. I've used the PSVR 2 in two very different environments. So during this demo, there were millions of people everywhere. Everyone had cell phones. Every booth had Wi-Fi right. going. Everything had Bluetooth, everything. There were controller and, and tracking issues on this for sure. But it was for almost everything. I also yeah. used the PSVR 2 in a controlled environment in a game studio um, at Resolution Games in a room. And I did everything. I'm swinging my arms around. I'm like, and I had zero problems. There were no issues with any tracking. This was absolutely um, an issue with the environment at a huge mega convention like CES. There were definitely times my hands flew away. Um, but again, this was Bluetooth related connectivity. Everything, the, the air saturated in Bluetooth and Wi-Fi signals. Uh, that is not a normal thing for what this headset's going to do. Yeah, I also I don't exactly. believe that 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 uh, Sony would would like uh, launch this with tracking issues. I mean, they right. they know their stuff, you know. They 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 simply know their stuff, and it's going to be for sure amazing. And can you believe yeah. how um, VR YouTube is going to look like once this comes out? This will be <sighs> this is it's over. You know, I believe it's going be to be it's going to be more crazy than the when, when the Quest Two came out. You know, that was already like it was unbelievable. But this time it's over. It's yeah. Like no, we should uh, we should clear some room at the table because some people yeah. are going to show up. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Absolutely. True. It's it's going to get super busy, and it's going to be tough for other companies to to get through. Like I think nobody's going to talk about the XR Elite anymore. So I think really like HTC, they need to use the time from now until then to get the word out right now because it's going to be over. Every yeah. single YouTuber is only going to talk about the PSVR yeah. 2 and <laughs> MRTV also. It's it's going to be... I'm excited about the device. Just I'm like just going to become a firewall streamer again. I'm going to go back yeah. to my roots. Oh, firewall my origins coming. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Ultra. You know, yeah, was, wow. you know what was wild, Sebastian, is we were in the Sony press conference 
um, before the expo actually started and listening to them talk about everything from the PSVR two to their new car okay. and everything. Right. And yeah, when right. they, and when they, they said, all right, everybody, we're, you know, PSVR two time. And they brought the guy out. And when they were talking about the PSVR two, they had very interesting things happening on the screen. Okay. And I don't want to like cause any undue hype, but I'm going to anyway, right. Take this all with tiny grains of salt. But like they're talking about the PSVR 2 and there's images and video playing of Spider-Man and there's images oh, okay. and video playing of The Last of Us. Wow. And that would be they crazy, didn't though. say that God stuff was coming, but they were they literally flashed up the PlayStation VR 2, wow. the logo, the headset, and then showed Spider-Man and The Last of Us. And I mean, I can't imagine their marketing team would fumble something like that, right? We were all very excited and thought these announcements were happening. I don't know if this was a tease or if it was an accident, but um, I think big things are coming. I, yeah, yeah, that would that would be amazing. And we have not heard from so many like killer games other than Horizon, right? There's still room for that for that killer announcement. Like, okay, here's the PSVR 2, and here's the Last of Us, which you can now play in VR. Come on, yeah. that, that I mean, we we already and, hyped without that, right? <laughs> but yeah. but for the for the general public, it would be fantastic to have and those sony ideas in vr owns playstation owns insomniac games which makes spider-man yeah. and yeah. insomniac yeah. games made yeah, some phenomenal vr games before sony Heck bought them yeah. it was definitely a strategic move that they bought that studio you know i mean we'll see what happens but i'm excited oh man oh man i think we are all excited this is this is one of the biggest things in vr for a long time and it can bring so many people into this. And I know they will nail that. And from what you guys saw, it seems like it is going to happen. I mean, if when you guys, you, you are like seasoned VR veterans. If this can make you as excited as it does, it speaks for itself, I think. Oh, World's my goodness. Maybe I'm like, I don't know. I feel like some, sometimes I feel like I'm like a like a hopeful optimistic and when i say this kind of stuff but i truly believe the playstation vr2 is going to pull millions of people into vr like yeah, there are already millions of people thanks to the quest and the playstation vr1 i think all of those people plus millions are going to be jumping into the playstation vr2 i maybe i'm being right. a little hopeful and optimistic but i honestly think it's going to be a big deal i think so too can i ask you guys this yeah. yes please with, with all the hype around the psvr2 right now do you think, and this is a great question for chat too, because I'd love to hear what you have to say. Is this, is this launching with a cable still a huge issue? Is this, is this going to make you guys not buy this? Um, even with high fidelity, amazing games uh, like Horizon Call of the Mountain and some of the things that Sony's going to do, uh, will the cable still be a deterrent um, to purchase a headset like this? Wow, this is a not great question. I personally don't think so. And I think that it's because their PlayStation 5 is not wireless. Like they are kind of already used to being tethered to their living room via using the PlayStation 5. And this is an extension of the PlayStation 5. So their PS5 zone will just be transformed into a now also a VR zone. Um, you know, there are some people who like, like trying to get into virtual reality as a baseline has nothing to do with the PlayStation five are obviously going to be like, well, hold on. There's a wire connected to this. Oh, I can't take it anywhere. You know, like I, I've, of course I understand those arguments, but 
I I don't think it's going to hold the PlayStation 5 back too much, especially if it is delivering a quality of experience that is just night and day compared to what you're seeing on a standalone device. Yeah, well, I, I would agree to this. <laughs> yeah. I've just asked now uh, the chat. There's a poll now. Is the PSVR 2 cable a problem for you? Yes, no, and you can vote now. So um, uh, what are your thoughts, Eric, about the cable? Yeah, I, I'm not going to have any issue with the cable. I mean, but I PC VR a lot. And, you know, I can do with my Quest, I could do AirLink and, and, and things. And I just, a lot of times I choose not to because if I'm streaming or I'm recording, I choose not to get into the AirLink jank that can, there can be with AirLink or virtual desktop. So most of the time when I'm playing, if I'm playing PC VR, I'm tethered, I'm tethered anyway. And it's not an issue for me. It hasn't been for a long time. Um, I can move just as freely with a wire than I can without. Um, you just kind of get used to it. You know how to work around it, move around it. Mm. Uh, I have a Kiwi pulley system on my ceiling. I use that a lot too. Um, you know, there's definitely ways around getting through the wire that I'll probably end up using with my PlayStation VR too. Um, right. So yeah, it's never going to bother me. I want the fidelity. If you're if you're telling me I I need the wire to get the fidelity, then give me the wire. Yep. Yeah. I'm right also, the price you. you wouldn't get that price if it wasn't for that wire. So you're getting the great price and you're getting the the high fidelity, and you wouldn't get that with without the wire. So okay, sometimes along the lines, uh, it's gonna go away the cable for sure, right? But right now, I, I believe it makes sense. Would you agree with it, Skiva? Yeah, I think so. And I think I personally think that if we see enough sales of this device, I think we'll see Sony. Um, put out some kind of wireless adapter. It's happening for all kinds of headsets, right? We can now, you know, this company's now doing, you know, wireless lossless um, stuff for the index, even for the XTAL. We saw wireless for XTAL right. at, at the show. And like, so this is doable. Um, the question is, will this make them enough money to put enough money into making a wireless solution? Um, which, which would be great, it would be fantastic. But um, well, and you know, also I'm think happy about with that one little USB-C cable that plugs into the front and that's all there is. So. And PlayStation is not afraid to iterate, you know, like they put out the DualSense controller and then a year later they've got the DualSense Elite, you know, and it adds mm -hmm. a handful of features or whatever. So we might, this might, and they did the same thing with the PlayStation VR 1 that launched. It had some design choices that obviously weren't perfect. And then they released their version 2, which is the same headset, but it had a different method of plugging into the box, you know volume and stuff that, like that was different so i wouldn't be surprised if instead of an adapter they just release an entirely new version of the headset and one that maybe does support wireless right yeah that might happen so yeah i think you know, there were um, multiple iterations of the psvr1 so i i remember two <laughs> I, yeah but i but i don't two. remember a third Remember the big yeah, breakout too. box that you had that you had like almost have on your yeah. waist or something remember that yeah. was like their first yeah, one. it was a ton of wires yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and this time it's only one wire that directly goes into the PS5, so that should be fine. And it seems like now the PS5 is also more easily to get hands-on. That was a big problem before, but yeah. Sony says they have solved that issue, and if you want a PS5 now, you can get it. So, is the PSVR cable a problem for you? 80 people have voted now, and it's like, yes, 30%, and no, 70%. So the majority, the big majority, thinks it's not a problem at all, and I believe the 30% they're still going to get it. <laughs> I, I, really, I, I, really think so. I really think so. Game over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Like if you like, like, it seems like it's so good. Like from from your reactions, that it's just a yeah. must-have for us VR fans. 
You know what was wild too is that, so this does not have color pass through, but there's a button, you push a button and it turns on the black and white pass through. And um, even though it's black and white, it's not grainy. Okay. It's like okay, really cool. clear. It's very, okay. very clear black and white, right? So, um, you know, you see a lot of other pass through, especially the Quest. It's like, it's like looking through like snow on a TV, right? This was very crisp and clear uh, black and white pass through. So. Nice. It was interesting. Just another thing to throw in there. Yeah, cool, mm -hmm. cool. So that's going to be uh, exciting. So just one more month, a bit more over a month, and then we can get our hands on this. And I'm so ready YouTube for it. Will explode. I'm so <laughs> ready for it, man. I feel like yeah. this is like like a whole gust of wind that's just going to hit my sails in a way that I haven't seen in a while. You know, yeah. like. I mean, I've got the Quest Pro, like brand new $1,500 headset, like should be amazing. And my my behavior didn't really change. You know, I just now have a improved Quest 2 experience. But I think the PlayStation VR is going to change my behavior. It's going to change my routine. You know, like I can't wait to just be excited, literally excited to put a headset on again. The same we'll be living also. in there. All of us, I, we'll all be living in there. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so. And you know what? I will even feel excited about streaming my gameplay. I'm not so excited to stream my gameplay right now because it's a hassle if I want mm. to engage with my audience. But with the PSVR 1, it was so cool to just stream and then directly see what the people write in chat. It was, it, yeah. They put it into, into my line of sight, right? And I'm pretty sure they they're going to do the same thing with the PSVR too. They would be stupid if they wouldn't do that, and and yeah. they are not stupid, right? So I feel that feature is the reason why I'm here. If, if yeah. they, they just made it too easy, yeah, it's it's so I'm so excited to stream and to 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 uh, share my excitement about that moment with 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 the people who are watching my channel, and ah, oh, come on, just, let this month be over. <laughs> And there it is. That's yeah. all there is. You hit a button, it goes to your YouTube or wherever you have set up. Exactly. That's what happened with Alex with PSVR one. You know, that's why he, like he said, that's why he's doing what he's doing yeah. now. That he is started that streaming Firewall. This is going to be huge. Yeah. Now you can also and see where you know on MRTV. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm on yeah. MRTV, the, the best damn VR channel in existence. It's this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And you can use the PlayStation like camera to put yourself on there now too. So it's it's a different level of streaming um, than you originally got with the PlayStation VR right. one because now you can actually put a face uh, to the streamer that wants to do that, right? So uh, great. we will all do that, right? Like Eric, are you going mm -hmm. to stream yourself playing this? Absolutely, yeah. I lo <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. I, I I'm gonna. There's so many good things like Firewall Ultra. I can see us just getting in there and streaming Firewall Ultra. You know, hanging out on a Saturday night or something. Um, yeah. It's just gonna be so much fun. There's there's so much good gameplay to be seen, and and the, and, and we're not even. We've been talking about the hardware. We really haven't even touched on the software. It's yeah, the software right. that has me so excited because I know yeah. Sony will bring it. They're going to. It's you're gonna right. be crazy. You know, G right. uh, Gran Turismo 7, Resident Evil 8, Switchback, you know, Firewall Ultra. There's incredible stuff coming, and there's a ton that we probably haven't heard of yet. By the this time, you know, by the end of next year, this year, we're going to have probably 100 titles or something around there from PlayStation that's going to be crazy. That's what excites me more than anything. Like, obviously, I'm excited about games that we know are coming, but we, there's so much that we don't know yet. And I cannot wait for that stuff to get revealed. Like, that is what has me more excited than anything is the stuff that we don't know. 
Wow. It's like we are all kids in the candy store again in VR now, yeah. thanks to PSVR 2, and it's going to happen in one month. Uh, I'm sure you all got your uh, pre-orders in already. Oh, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Let's, let's um, end the show on this feeling of excitement. Uh, it, it was an amazing show. Really, I'm so happy to have you on the show, guys. Wow. We have to do this again. I'm happy that that uh, the Next Dimension podcast is back again here live from Taiwan at now yeah, 6.30 in the morning. I'll go for my breakfast afterwards. I really hope that you all enjoyed it, you, you guys who joined and you guys out there who watched it. If yes, give it a thumbs up right now. I want to see the thumbs if you're excited that the Next Dimension podcast and that Emmer TV is back. I'm now settled in here in Taiwan with my little home studio here from home this time. And yeah, I'll bring you content. So if you're excited about it, give it a thumbs up. And uh, yeah, also watch all these guys here. They are really so, so good. Like Eric, Q2C VR Gamer, watch this and absolutely watch Alex and Skiva on the Between Realities podcast. It, this podcast is so good, honestly. And watch everything that they're doing, amazing people. And uh, yeah, it was simply great to do this podcast with you guys. We always have a great time coming we do. to MRTV, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, I'm, I'm it's happy great. to hear that. It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you're you're an awesome dude. It's you Thanks. have a great channel, and uh, you know, we we will jump at the opportunity to to do anything wow. that we can with you. Yes, I need to get stuff, back man. on on your podcast as well. I've never been on on yours, yes. Eric. Right, and I, 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 I know we were back. talking about it over, we, we over holidays. This. Now yeah, we we're going to do it. Now, now, That's gonna be now, amazing. Now I'm ready. I'm, I'm back online. We should have got Sebastian in when we had like uh, we did like right at, at right before New Year's. We had 12 content creators come on and do like what we're doing now, but with 12 wow, content creators. We should have had <laughs> Sebastian come in then. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Me. Cool, cool. Hell yeah. And yeah. And uh, yeah, also if if you need me on between realities, I'll be glad to jump jump back into this I, it's yeah. probably about time you know yeah, we had you so. on a long time ago like exactly. maybe a couple of years ago yeah. which is yeah, kind of right. crazy to say yeah um, a minute. so probably time mm -hmm. to revisit it's it's and, time. For, and for the record people i i feel like our podcast in particular is one that actually like kind of stands the test of time a little bit like it is worth it to go back and watch our episode with sebastian that's, yes. that's yeah, yes, oh, sure. too. yeah i, I sure. love I, I love what you guys are doing so wow it's it's great that we that we all like mix up you know i love this that it's not like uh you just what need to watch uh, this podcast or you just need to watch between realities or just yours um eric this is a beauty right it's like we we all interact with each other and compliment each other and just watch everything it's also it's good. great it's great. Yeah, no, no shortage of, of amazing people making awesome VR content. Exactly. So that, that, that is fantastic. And soon we got some, some more headsets to play with, and we will bring you lots of content about that. So we'll, that's everything we'll get some that new we friends got. too. Yes, exactly. That is everything that we got for this episode of the Next Dimension podcast. Give it a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. And we're looking forward to see you next week. Until then, bye-bye. See ya. Some Bye, guys.